Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, baby. Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. Oi, oi, Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, baby. Fruity is me. Welcome to the pod with thunder and rock and roll. I am your host, Fruity is Alex, and it is time for... Duff McClossy's Joke of the Week. G'day, Alex Ryan calling. What did Tenzai take at the other side of the town? The A-Train. What did Tenzai take to get to the other side of the the town? The A-Train, he says. (laughs) You can catch Duff McClossy at Redlands Road, River Lee, uh, five days a week, Monday to Friday. And I hear uh, venue capacity is completely sold out. So be sure to catch him the next time he goes on tour for Riverley. Uh, without any further ado, it is time for Talk is Fantasy. And my special guest today, he is the head booker of the world wrestling federation he is at i am chris thunder chris how you doing man yeah good thanks for having me on (laughs) Uh, i've had a bit of fun with this whole theme i like to theme these off a podcast mocking a podcast it's good fun um (laughs) it's good so before we like go like quickly month by month through things let's try not to take four hours this time but if we do we do i guess but (laughs) (laughs) um, uh what what is your process for writing because i've a really i've a pretty intense process to be honest (laughs) i kind of just sit down and just go where do i want to be in six to eight months and then just try to bullet point back from that and then just rewrite everything in that is exactly what i do i um like before we did month one of year one yeah i wrote a potential starcade card just from the first initial draft and it was a case of, all right, now we book book our way backwards from Starcade all the way to month one. And uh, before, after the draft for year two, that's kind of what I did as well. I was like, all right, let's have a look. What are the best possible matches for Starcade? Work my way back. What are the big storylines I got to do? All that. Um. I do have tidbits. I I couldn't talk about it on something the fantasy book with last. Well, last time, um, I do have the rough draft of my first ever Starcade rough draft right in front of me. Oh wow! Um, oh no, that wasn't the page. That was the rough draft for the tournament and the first pay per view before I went to the notes app. <laughs> so. This is what I was going to do. This was like what I wrote as soon as we finished recording the draft episode. 
So I would have had Sherry versus Beth, Rick Rude versus Mr. Perfect, The Rock and Roll Express versus The Von Erics, The Freebirds versus The Horsemen, Warrior versus Sting was always in the works, Cactus Jack versus Randy Savage, Edge versus Ric Flair was always in the works. It just happened a bit earlier than expected. The Outsiders versus the Dudley Boys. Stratus versus Leader was 100% always going to happen. And my original main event was going to be Austin versus Hogan. And my whole game plan was I wouldn't do the NWO until Starcade. And the whole tease would be similar to that of uh, what I did for Super Brawl, where you're not sure who's going to be in the NWO. There's a tease of the NWO's coming. Who's the horse in the race? Blah, blah, blah. And Sting would be the third man. But then... Because <laughs> uh, I did not want to do the NWO with Hogan as the third man. I wanted to do something different. I did not want to even have heel Hogan at all. Um, which is why I never had red and yellow Hogan. Uh, I never had black and white Hogan. I never had Hollywood. Then there was a point in time where instead of the Savage Animals being a tag team, it was going to be the Mega Powers up against Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura. I thought about doing that, but then we made a bit of a trade ski. Uh, yeah, and some of the other interesting notes I have written here, it's just like small ideas. Perhaps Edge and Eddie join NWO at some point. Eddie never did, but Edge did. Uh, Macho in NWO, question mark. And this is my favorite note. Rappin' Randy Savage, question mark. It happened. It happened. <laughs> Um, uh, Beth and Edge together, question mark. Babyface Rick Rude, question mark. Um, what else do we have here? JJ Dillon kicked out a horseman, question mark. Heenan as manager for horseman, question mark. Yeah. Nice that stuff happened. A, a lot of a lot of it kind of happened and kind of didn't. But, yeah, that's some of the interesting little tidbits I found in my little research here. This is the infamous notebook that all the that gets usually torn to shreds and turned into little twisty notes. To shreds, you say? Yeah, into little shreddy weddies, like this. <laughs> oh, jeez, what's that one say? No, this is... Uh, I've taken a few free agents out of the twisty things because there's too many. So I scrubbed it out. Oh, no. And there is a special quick secret draft you and I are going to do at some point. Uh, I might as well say it now. A celebrity draft. Two picks each. The only catch is the celebrities have to have appeared on a wrestling show at some point. So there are, like, celebrity Hall of Famers you could pick. <laughs> There's literally, like, people eligible just because they're in the crowd. Ooh. Uh, there was one particular person that I almost thought about picking, 
All because he was in the background of a shot taking a selfie once. <laughs> didn't it, didn't That'd end be up a very obscure one. Obscure wrestling appearance, yes. Huge celebrity. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Okay. I think uh, it's nice to see Xbox hanging out there. I'm doing this on a video, so I, so I can have uh, intense eye contact as I grill Chris over what's going on. <laughs> yes, uh, tranquilo. Very tranquilo. Um, let me have a look at, before we dive into this next month, let's have a look at the twist history. I suppose before we get there, shouldn't we talk about the uh, the shake-up? Is it time to shake things up again? Oh, boy. Yes. Let's get to it. All righty. Let's do it. I figured... Let's do a bit of a shake-up, Chris. Um, the idea I came up with was we picked 10 uh, roster members, so it would be, what is it, six singles, two women, and two tags. And we throw all 20 of these people into the one tub and we draw them out. So, you know, you could get your 10 guys back. Very small chance, but you could. Or we could lose all 10 of these people or a bit of a mix of what. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, so what I've done is I've named my 10 and the tag teams will be one individual pick. So it'll be a representative from each tag team. I'll just throw in there. Okay. Hmm. This does leave a, a lot of uh, room for fun possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, should we get into who the 10 are? Just give me a moment as I bring up my list. Sorry. Um. Yeah. This... I'm not sure how you went about it, but um, for me, I sort of had a set um, thing in mind of where I wanted to go for the next year and who I was going to use and who I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, is that sort of where this, you went? This is sort of like 10 sort of picks that I didn't necessarily have major plans for, to be honest. Yeah, I can... Agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, so... But I'm doing you a couple of favours with this. There's uh, one person you have the chance to get back. Ooh, only one? <laughs> yes, only one. Okay. Okay, well, that's a bit... Uh, oh, I might know who then. Yeah, from more recent sort of twisties. Uh, six men, two tag, two women. Yep. 
Hmm. Because I do. Uh, there's one or two that I was tossing and turning about, and that's why I'm just looking at the list now of like 13 going, got to lock it in, got to lock it in. Well, I just dumped out your entire roster onto my keyboard here so I can try to find the people you're going to pick as you name them. Oh, boy. This... What's this? Uh, Bret Hart, uh, Triple H. Yep. All right. Uh, who else is in your 10? Uh, Booker T. Cool. Uh... You witch. Yeah, Brie Bella. Brie. Brie Bella. It's me. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh... Alright, do you want me to name my ten? Uh, hang on. No, I've locked it in now. Alright. Do you just want to go back okay. and forth and name our 10 or just name yeah. them straight up? Yeah, we can go back and forth. All right. Um, so I'll get started with the tag teams. Yeah. Um, had plans for them, but the new draft came about. They sort of fell to the wayside. The Von Eriks. Yeah, didn't expect that from yeah. you. But I suppose uh, now you've got an injection of so many other tag teams and that's like they had their run. Yeah, exactly. A, a lot of these, like half of these picks are people that have, I've, I feel like I've done as much as I could with them. Yeah, and that's sort of what I'm looking at too. It's either people that I've done as much as I could or um, people that I can't, do anything more immediately with yeah um my first tag team probably going to shock you the briscoes oh okay all righty not what you thought no not at all jack and gerald so i think that'll be interesting i think i've done all i can with them for the immediate time and if I was to get them back, I could probably use them in a year's time, but that'd be at the earliest for my current plans if nothing falls apart again. Yeah. Uh, your next tag team? My next tag team, I picked them up in the draft this year, had a plan for them, changed the plan to other people. Um, so they've sort of fallen to the wayside. Unfortunately, uh, it's the headbangers. Okay. And I figured they might be some people that you would actually have a bit of fun with too. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um. Alright, I found a Briscoe. There we go. <laughs> it's just hard not saying uh what's to come. <laughs> but yeah. I could put them in somewhere, yeah. I I will tell you they were originally meant to be members of the flock. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, for myself, my second tag team, it pains me to do this, but I've got nothing for them at the moment. I've done just about everything I can with them other than just retreading old Grant, uh, the Funks, Dory Jr. and Terry. Oh, my ears have perked up big time. Yeah, I figured they're just going to do nothing for me for the next year. And if they do come back, I do have a couple of plans I can do. But they're not priorities, and I know how much you like them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, I hope I get them. If I can somehow squeeze Terry Funk into what's going on with Cactus and New Jack. <laughs> All righty. All right. Uh, time to talk about some unfortunate ladies, I guess. Yeah, we sort of got a pretty big roster now. Uh, first, uh, do you go first or should I? Uh, I'll go first. Um she had a big match at Super Brawl uh, for the women's title. Uh, Luna Vachon. Um, I did have other plans for her, but uh, Chris will know what I'm talking about. Something popped up recently, which sort of changed my plans. If you think about who I've recently picked up, Chris. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, oh. I can do a lot with her. For myself, uh, first off the rank is Wendy Richter. Oh, my goodness. Just, I think I've done all I can with that character at the moment. She was uh, our our first something to fantasy book with. I believe I named her your wrestler of the year at that point. Yeah, how how things change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm. I agree with you. You've pretty much done everything you could with her. Yeah, and with the the women's division at the moment, there's not really anywhere else I could go with her. Yeah. Um. All right, my next one's probably not going to be the most lucrative pickup in this. Uh it is Winter, Katie Lee Birchall. Uh, full disclosure, and maybe we can dive deeper into this when we, uh, hang on, Chris, what's, what's this getting inserted into? Uh, the something to fancy book with. All right. All right. Cause this so is mind going, that, is this going at the end? At the start. So we're going to do this start. at the start and then discuss everything and then do the draw at the end. All right, we might uh, delve into it a bit more uh, in this uh, little talk about our booking and all that. But I had a plan for winter, which revolved around me getting you to accept a a trade recently. And it was going to be a pun involving the phrase winter is coming and having a dragon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But that was probably about as far as I was going to (laughs) go. That's all right. Yeah, I've still got other plans there. Yeah, but so uh, I've got nothing now with her. So there was also thought about making her a pirate like her brother. (laughs) 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If only I could get get the pirate, that'd be good. All right. Um, so your other woman. Yeah, somebody who I picked up in a trade who I've got no plans for. Uh, Madison Rain. Right. Okay. All right. So without further ado, we'll get into the men, and I will just playing off of that. Uh, I picked up someone in a random trade that I, I do have a few plans for if I keep him, but I I had a feeling you were going to throw Madison Rain in one of your women, so that's who the trade was for. Madison Rain for Steve Blackman. So I'm doing the right thing here, being a good sport, have another shot at getting Steve back, as much as I do love the segments of Al Snow talking to Head about where's Steve and, uh, and going to Cobb County. <laughs> <laughs> going to see the boss down at Cobb County, Georgia. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> If, uh, if you're getting back, something's got to happen there. Yeah. Um, yeah, my first uh, male, George the Animal Steel. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of felt like you had something going on there with him. Yeah, it'll all, all come to fruition in month seven, but uh, depending on who stays and who goes, who cuts the mustard, brother. Yeah. <laughs> It'll uh, reveal itself. Yeah, very good. Um, it's just one of those characters I think I've done as much as I can with, other than putting a title on him. But all my titles I've got booked out for the next year, and it's like, where could I put this? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's why I had to keep bringing in titles so I could have have a title that I could flip-flop back and forth with. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so my next male going on the chopping block is, yeah, it sort of goes back to my my first tag team pick, uh, a guy I had huge plans for. Plenty of new toys showed up, and he got left on the wayside. Um, Michael P. S. Hayes. Wow. Didn't like expect a, that one. I had a massive story arc with him last year. Yeah, I suppose that's true too. You've done a fair bit there. Yeah. But um, geez, both the free birds, and you've already gone rid of um. Yeah, you've already gone rid of all the free birds, and uh, yeah, now the von Erics are up for grabs as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I yeah, I didn't expect that one. You're going to get shocked by a couple more later. <laughs> um, next for me, I've got so many plans for this guy, but it's just like, I can't do any of them at the moment. So, Rowdy Roddy Piper, I'm sorry. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to. Ah, <laughs> oh, recently offered Chris a trade for this dude. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. Uh, 
So far, I've done a really good job of finding everyone as you say them. So far, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, I found a funk and a Briscoe. I haven't found both of them. But yeah. Um, all right. My next pick. Uh, uh, someone I picked up in a free agent. Um, Glacier. Why Glacier? Uh, let's just say I may have stacked the host division too much. 32-man tournament? Hmm, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I may have put a few too many people in the hunt for it, and it's like, oh, it's kind of a secondary title. I don't need to have this many people in it. If I keep him, I've got plans for him. If I don't keep him, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's what a lot of them are too for me. Um, yeah. Like, I don't necessarily want to lose all of these people, but there's a lot worse people I could be with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, this next guy is, yeah, somebody I could do a lot with, but haven't. Um, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh could, my goodness! You could finally get that father-son pairing you want. Oh my goodness! Okie dokie. Wow, I I found him. Yes. <laughs> um, oh my god. Okay, I I feel like you put up bigger names than I have so far. Yeah. Um. My next one, um, for the memes, Jerry Lynn. Oh, actually, uh, I could do a lot with Jerry Lynn. Uh, I figured because he's that sort of character and he's such an in-ring stud and not as over the top of a character, he's probably more suited for your roster anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, Like... I had him have a pay-per-view match against Rob Van Dam. That's all I really wanted from him. Hmm. Rob Van Dam. Yeah. You could put him in there as well. I'm not putting him in there. Big, <laughs> I, big plans. Uh, hey, well, I had him play the role of John claude Van Dam in Bloodsport. My... My, uh... Third last nominee here is Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hanning. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's just... Too too many people? Yeah, too many people. And for the story that's going to come out in month uh, seven, following on from month six, it'll all make sense. Yep. Uh, yeah, and it's just another case of I don't have anything for him right now other than to appear on TV and lose. And it's just like, um, you can go. I mean, if you come back, I'll be grateful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what else do you have, Alex? All right, for my second last pick, uh, 
Hang on, how many have you put up? Eight? Yeah, I've still got two more. Yeah, so for my second last pick, it is uh, someone I hope to keep, but he's not high on the priority list, uh, and I think there's a great spot for him on your roster if you get him. Tajiri. Yes, Tajiri. Yeah, I, I think there's a nice little light heavyweight spot for him in a certain faction. Maybe. Yeah, that would be nice coming into uh, in your house. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Ah, uh, man. Um, second last pick here for myself, Bruno San Martino. I mean, came in for the European title, but... I mean, I just didn't really have anything else for the guy after that. He's one of those older generation wrestlers that... How the hell do you book I him? I can't do much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you get him and you can do something with him. Yeah, if not, I'm just going to drop him. <laughs> drop nah, him. Um, I'll figure out something to do with him Yeah, if I get him. Um, stalling for time. Stalling for time. <laughs> I don't know. Things. Can't, can't find him. Hang on. <laughs> Julian. All right, so my last pick is a guy that I brought in for a very specific job, and he did it, and he did it well. I think he is a main event caliber talent, um, a guy that I could have pushed to the moon, and I probably re will regret throwing his name in here, but the franchise, Shane Douglas. Four. There you go. There's, there's my big gift for you. Okay. I'm interested. There's a there's a biggie, I think, that I, I knew for sure you'd be keen on. Yeah. Um, outside of... Outside of that, yeah, that's probably... That's probably your biggest one that you've offered me, to be honest. Yeah, uh, you put up a lot bigger names than I thought you would. Yeah, it's mainly because I don't have any plans for them. It's like, I just keep them and put them in this uh, random trade next month and release them all, or I can hang on to them and have people that I don't have plans for to use for this, or they're gone, yeah. and then I don't have people to use for this. Yeah. So it's a bit, a bit of 50-50. It's like, hmm. Alex is drawing out a lot of good people. Maybe I should do that. But <laughs> I still need people for this. Yeah. Like my, uh, my last person here is um, uh, Andre the Giant. Whoa. Yeah, just another person I don't have immediate plans for. Oh, my God. Oh, it writes itself if he jumps ship. It writes itself, my goodness, and I didn't have a 
Starcade match for that for the particular person I was thinking of yet. And my goodness, would that be a match? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so should we go over our uh, lists and then uh, get down to some something to fancy book with? Let's do it. Okay, so for myself, Andre the Giant, Bruno San Martino, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Rowdy Roddy Piper, George the Animal Still, The Funks, Dory Jr. and Terry, The Briscoes, um, Gerald and Jack, Wendy Richter and Madison Rain. And for myself, uh, Jerry Lynn, Tajiri, Shane Douglas, Glacier, Steve Blackman, Michael P.S. Hayes, Winter, Luna Vachon, The Headbangers, and The Von Erics. Yeah, so either somebody's going to walk away with a lot of tag teams and women's or no tag teams and women's or a lot of singles or maybe yeah. a few singles. Yep. It's uh, a shake-up, man. It's a big old shake-up. Yeah. So there it is at the start, and let's see how it goes at the end. I'm nervous. Very. So um, let's kick off where we left off last time we did this sort of concept. Let's talk about the twist that came out during something the fantasy book with last year. We did three twists drawn each. Yeah. And as per tradition, that will happen again. Ooh. Um, and there's another surprise coming later, and it's going to catch Chris off guard, but it's not a bad one. <laughs> um, all right, so here are the twists that were drawn. WCW drew a concrete crypt match. It was used, I believe, the following month with Mankind versus Ultimate Warrior. The spiritual advisor. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the spiritual advisor survived that one. Oh, and that's when um, Rick Rude smashed the concrete crypt and busted Mankind out of there, and that was the beginning of the Rude Dudes. Um. One of my favourite things I did, and not done with it yet, folks. Uh, the we drew a barbershop window card for WCW, which was a tag to a forced tag team breakup, and WCW also drew a retirement card, which was for Bradshaw. That's right. So the barbershop window sort of easily lent into the retirement card at least, so that was fine. Um, WWF drew a last man standing match. Uh, yeah. with, and with the random free agents drawn humans, uh, I will talk about the free agents that drew, got drawn on each month if they've already debuted. If they haven't debuted, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> um, and the same goes with trades. Like, we'll go full disclosure for trades and all that sort of stuff. But if they haven't debuted, I'm not going to spoil it. So, WWF got two free agents that that episode, too. And it was Vern Gagne, who's had quite a prominent role in WWF since. 
Yeah. And I completely forgot this is where this guy started up. Uh, you got the big boss man. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have him for too long, though. No, and immediately panic traded uh, the big boss man from two WCW for a another wrestler who has not debuted yet, so I will not uh, take the wind out of your sails on that one. Yeah, I'm saving that one. Uh, I've, I've been anxiously awaiting. Like, I thought for sure Raw after Mania. I was like, oh, what he could do. Page wins the title at Mania. Raw after Mania. Drops the title to this person. And if you think that's a big hint, humans. But <laughs> yeah, just because of the history and stuff. But anyway, uh, let's go into July. July, I. Oh, shit. I drew a block card. I need to just use it next month no matter what. <laughs> oh, shit. I've, maybe I'll draw something bad out in <laughs> these three picks today. Oh, shit. I need to get rid of that. And WWF got a handpicked free agent, and Chris surprised the shit out of me when he picked Pat O'Connor as his handpicked free agent out of everyone available. That's who he picked. But yeah, he's it, a good pick. It was, a, it was just a surprising pick. It was uh, a person that I didn't even bother putting in our free agent tub because I didn't think any of us would pick him. But there you go. Um, I think because I had um, the Bushwhackers that let me do a bit more with him as yeah, opposed to if I didn't, I wouldn't really have anything to do with him. Totally makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was your handpicked free agent. And we'll go into July from last year. Uh, WCW did Spring Stampede, a whole new world, dot, 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 order. Uh, <laughs> one of my dumbest yet favorite taglines. I've had so much fun with these taglines. I've got so many good ones coming too. Uh, oh, man. My Bash at the Beach tagline. I already talked about that on the previous episode. Slip, Slop and Slam. So good. <laughs> if you don't incorporate the seagull mascot somehow i'll be disappointed that's a great idea yeah see yep. i give you a few ideas for free yeah you do you do um so we had spring stampede a whole new world dot, 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 order the show opened with a world title match hulk hogan versus Shawn michaels Shawn michaels retained because of the debuting newest member of the NWO, Goldberg. Um, we had the reveal of Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy being Savage Security. Uh, that goes in the Wayback Machine. Uh, I, I did listen back to a lot of these episodes, and you were like, your instant reaction was, what? Like, almost in disgust, because you thought... <laughs> that you traded the big boss band to me 
So it would definitely be Farouk and the big boss man as Savage Security in that particular segment as Honky Tonk and Barry Windham had a match against the two mystery men. But I turned um, Hayes and Gordy heel on that one. Uh, Lita defended the women's title. Edge defended the US title. Uh, We had Too Thick get in the title hunt. Uh, What else is of note? I am Macho Man Randy Savage re-won his hardcore title after the debuting Big Boss Man and his other Savage security members, Farouk, Hayes and Gordy, got involved. Uh, The big... Yeah, we had the Concrete Crip match, talked about that earlier, and Stone Cold versus Ric Flair was the main event in a no-DQ submissions count anywhere match, which is a great gimmick. I should, should do it again at some point. And Austin loses to Ric Flair... After blood loss and passing out, sounds familiar. Yes, I ripped off WrestleMania 13. And we set up after this match, War Games the next month, Horseman versus then WO. Um, yeah, uh, that, that whole thing, because like that whole month was just me trying to recover from Bradshaw being forced to retire and trying to backpedal. And like, I believe... I may have written one of my longest TV shows ever because I had to put Bradshaw and Farouk in about four or five segments to quickly speed along a breakup in one TV appearance in <laughs> one TV episode. It's like, cause they debuted the, the night before at the five of you. Yeah. So month six was road wild. Then we do something a fantasy book with, I draw a retirement. At Road Wild, the APA debuted, Bradshaw and Farouk. The very next episode of Nitro, they have to break up. <laughs> that was just like the worst timing. And I'll give you the full heads up. By about this time of year two, the original plan would have been that Bradshaw, this, Bradshaw and Farouk probably would have lost the tag titles at this point because they would have won the titles at Starcade over the Outsiders either at St- Starcade or the month after. Um, by about this time, I would have had Bradshaw turn on Farouk and start doing a whole uh, JBL character with Bradshaw and possibly US title at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I had a I had this whole thing planned out for the APA. They were going to be like, my dominant tag team. They were going to, like how I talked about earlier, Hogan and Macho being a team at some point. Hogan was going to join Savage's posse and, like, the APA would get treated like shit by Hogan, so the APA would eventually turn face because they got sick of Hogan's bullshit. They'd beat him in a pay-per-view match because Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura get involved, all that sort of stuff. I had it really well thought out. Fair enough. Jeez. Yeah, it does seem like a lifetime ago. (laughs) Yeah, this feels like ages ago. Like, this is... um, I think we might have to do one of these every six months. (laughs) Because having to go back 12 is pretty tough. Trying to rack my mind. Because there's probably things that 
six months ago, me would have been like, don't forget to talk about this. But I just, yeah, completely can't remember everything. Yeah. Uh, so previous month for myself was King of the Ring, where we saw uh, Bret Hart defeat Triple H uh, in the final to also become the first Intercontinental Champion. Uh, month 7, July, we had Battleground coming from the Walter Pyramid in LA, California, <laughs> uh, which saw the Global uh, Lightweight Series uh, where I did block matches. Um, so going into this, there had been a bunch of exhibition uh, light heavyweight matches on a number of pay-per-views where it was mostly Ricky Steamboat beating other people, but when he'd have a match against Mil Mascarez, he'd lose. Yeah. So it was, I think going into this final and the main event of the show, it was um, Ricky had lost twice. So this was like his um his third challenge of uh, Mil Mascarez, and it was for the championship. And Ricky had just scraped through the group stage. I think it was like on win loss difference against might have been Piper in his um group and Mil Mascaretis had been everyone else in his division to easily advance on. Uh came down to the match and yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat winning that uh that tournament final to become the first light heavyweight champion of the company. Yeah. Um just checking over my championships here. I also had uh at that pay per view because <laughs> I was building up to uh Summer Slam the following month and Alex is like, here, have a King of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of my big pay-per-view blow-off in Chicago, Illinois featuring Immortal and the Road Warriors, I did it a month early. <laughs> uh, I love but... um, I love how it's not Alex randomly drew out this card, it's Alex said, here, have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remembered I'd been building it up for a while where they were sort of um, getting screwed over in singles matches or non-title matches by them yeah. uh, going into the pay-per-view, which was going to lead to a, a no-contest sort of uh, result of Battleground. So then the Road Warriors had named their stipulation for uh, SummerSlam and the Hell in the Cell would have main-evented um, or at least co-main-evented SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh well, say la vie. Um, yeah, what do you have following that? I had uh, WCW War Games, two rings to rule them all. One of my, another one of my better ones. Such a, such a fucking stupid one that one. They're all stupid. Um, what do we have here? Uh. Oh, yeah, this whole month, Edge keeps mysteriously getting attacked backstage, but we never see it, and he gets NWO spray-painted on him. Uh, this is where I, out of nowhere, decided to put the title on Beth Phoenix, the women's title. I just, like, randomly decided, oh, fuck it, let's just change the title. <laughs> um like I said, my plan from day one was always Trish versus Lita, and my whole plan was always going to be Lita holds the title the whole year, and then at Starcade drops it to Trish. But then I was like, 
Well, she could probably have a quick little. Uh, she could probably drop it quickly to Beth, and then that's when I came up with the Beth and Edge idea. Uh, we had the West Texas Rednecks and their feud with the Savage Posse continuing on. There was a Hennig versus Savage bull rope match. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Ron Simmons getting involved. Um, Trish Stratus versus Molina. They had a bit of a feud that month. The Dudley Boys versus the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, man. Poor guys. I just ran out of ideas for them. It was just so tough for me to book the Rock and Roll Express. And the Dudley Boys were purposely put on the back burner for the first year. And now I'm sort of really giving them a lot of spotlight now. Uh, Eddie versus DDP. Oh, here we go. Yokozuna versus the Ultimate Warrior with Mr. Fuji in a shark cage hanging above the ring. This is one of my favorite things I wrote. Um, after the match, um, Warriors celebrating in the ring. The lights go out. They come back on. We see a close-up of the Warriors' face. And we notice drops of blood falling onto Warrior's head. The camera zooms out to reveal an unconscious Fuji face down, bleeding in the shark cage. And we see a crow perched on the shark cage. And I wrote here, what could this mean? <laughs> um, yeah, just that whole Sting build-up. Sting's really easy to write for. Because the best thing to do with him is the most you can do with him is him not being there at all and just, like, have the illusion that he's there. You don't even have to book him to be on your show. You just have his presence be available. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, oh, the debut of the Rude Dudes here. Also, this shows the debut of me using music. Uh, just to make things a little bit interesting, um, we had the War Games match, which is, yeah, whole. This is really long, long-winded and well written out by me by the looks of things. And it's all a massive swerve. Edge turns on the Horseman. He attacks Leader, and joins up with Beth Phoenix and then W.O. Uh, if you if you actually keep in track now, Edge has been a part of the Horsemen, the NWO, and now my ruthless aggression era. He's been a part of like every major heel faction in my company, and there was talk about him jumping ship to Ministry of Darkness at one point, but that those talks uh, fell through. <laughs> to say the least. Fair enough. Yeah, I've really enjoyed what you're doing, especially with Edge and that, and your different um, use of the characters and that, and I was just like, hmm, maybe I should start doing a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I find, for me, this format, like, talking about moves isn't in, as interesting as, like, oh, my God, here's this crazy angle. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I feel like this format lends itself better to ridiculous over-the-top angles than, like, talking about arm drags and hip tosses. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, so, month eight, I had SummerSlam at Wrigley Field in Chicago. <laughs> um, yes. So, going into this, Booker T was still my world heavyweight champion. Bret Hart, the intercontinental champion in a winner-take-all last-man-standing match to main event. Um, also, where did I sit that? Um, so we had Bret Hart eventually winning. They brought all around the, um, the stadium. Uh, also, on that show, X-Pac was still the hardcore champion, winning it at the Brawl for All. <laughs> uh took on Terry Funk, who ended up winning outside the stadium. There was a point where he threw him for a bus stop, I remember. Uh, ends up holding up the title, saying that he's going to hold on to it forever. Uh, yeah. My goodness, Chris. What a wonderful bit of insight. I had no idea that's what you thought. But before we delve into more of your thoughts, I'd like to talk about Raid Shadow Legends, that game that's always advertising things that no one you know has ever played. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, that's just what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Told you I was going to just randomly do it. Uh, man, that was good fun. Um, so, ending SummerSlam, I had Bret Hart as my uh, world champion and my intercontinental champion. I had Brie Bella as my women's champion. Uh, the Road Warriors were the tag champs. The European champ at that stage was still Andre the Giant. The uh, light heavyweight champ was still Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, hardcore champ was Terry Funk, who just won it. Yeah, so at, the, at that pay-per-view, I'd had all my um, championships in place, and I was sort of building up to the, the second part of the year going towards next main year program. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Do you want some... to touch on the uh, twists and that from the first two months? I was going to say, uh, that SummerSlam card was one of your better ones. Um, I really enjoyed that SummerSlam card. Uh, we already talked about the July twists, but we'll talk about August. Uh, WWF got an extra twist. And WCW got no show by random wrestler Mr. Perfect. And that's the one where I kept, where I thought in my head that it was a wellness violation and there's like multiple episodes where I keep talking about how Mr. Perfect has a strike against his name and you're always like, no, he doesn't. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> and then I I recently went, just so I could take note of every single twist drawn, which I should have been doing to begin with, I went back and listened to everything and, yeah, sure enough, yeah, it was a no-show. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, there was a big trade made that month. Do you remember what that was? Uh, was that the Sean 
trade, or was that before? Uh, Sean was the Sean jump happened. My goodness, how early did that happen? Around mid year, from what I remember, might have been after Mania. It was month three. Yeah, so it was after your Mania card. Because I remember they threw him out in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and funnily enough, that Mania, that Mania episode, you got a jump ship, Shaw Michaels card, and you drew a free agent. And that free agent is who got traded to WCW on this particular month that we're talking about. It was probably, this is what I was talking about earlier with Hogan. It's like, oh, what can I do with Hogan that hasn't already been done? Like, pretty much everything you can think of has been done with Hogan. Yes, that star power to have on your roster and all that. But creatively, I wanted to do something different, and having him there sort of just kept the tendency of doing the same old thing. But you you ended up getting him, and you've done some creative stuff with him so far, which has been great. But I've had too much temptation to do the same old, same old, so let's get rid of him. Let's bring in someone different. You haven't debuted Batista yet, so I'll take Batista if you got him. And... <laughs> Um, if I recall correctly, I still have. <laughs> so, what, what, um, I'm holding up here is just like this notepad, and I've in great big red permo wrote Hogan number four Batista question mark. And I just like showed that to Chris when, um, when we were drawing out the twists that month. And yeah. he said he'd get back to me, and then I just kept hassling him. That's usually what happens. I <laughs> I send him a trade offer, and then I, like, message him about it every day afterwards. <laughs> God, I need this guy. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. We'll talk about some plans I, w I wasn't able to pull off because he neglected, uh, uh, he declined a trade offer. But, um, yeah, there's some crazy stuff where I I should have talked about this earlier. My writing process is I go for a walk with my dogs and I have a playlist of wrestling theme songs, mainly theme songs from my roster, occasionally some of Chris's roster. I just put it on shuffle. I'll go for a walk with my dogs and occasionally an idea will just pop into my head. And occasionally and so, someone from Chris's roster's theme song will pop up and I've randomly just get this flash of an idea for someone Chris has got. And it's like, Chris, give me him. <laughs> give him. Give him. Um, give me, give me. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about that as we get into more trades later down the road because at one point in... Early year two, we went trade crazy. 
I think it was just a case of you and me wanting to freshen up our rosters for the second year, do something different. Um, so let's move on to September. And I just want to talk about this is around the time that the R block's starting to finish up. Yeah. And I'm looking in pretty big control here. And I have a rough idea of who I'm going to pick. And it has nothing to do with any of the people that I ended up picking. <laughs> it, I was, uh, well, yeah, actually one of them was on the list. I was going to pick a tag team that tagged once, but they were both Observer Hall of Famers. And it was John Cena and The Rock. And that's all I was going to take. And why, why stop there? But then, what happens this month in terms of twists is what completely changed my plans. And it changed the course of... Bugs WCW history as we get into year two later on. Um, so this month was the NWO sold out pay-per-view. Like it was just a whole heel pay-per-view. Uh, we had Goldberg. Oh, this is where we started doing the Road to Starcade tournament where like each month we had a different round of a tournament. The winner of the tournament goes on to main event Starcade. Uh, I'm not doing that this year because I feel like the both of us have done way too many tournaments. Like, combined, there's just been so many tournaments. What's that? that More I'd... tournaments. So I just <laughs> do not want to do another tournament until the eventual day that Chris either gets the pick-a-tournament title gimmick and he's going to make me either do a King of the Ring or Brawl for All out of Revenge. No, what's the WCW Revenge Tournament? <laughs> oh, man. Do... You already know what I'm going to force you to do. There's there's a few things I think you're going to make me, make me do. Wow. Whoa. Just wait until I give you a little sneak preview of next month. Woo. Um... I think it will satiate your cravings, that's for sure. Um, yeah, we had Goldberg versus DDP, Austin versus the big boss man, Rikishi versus Ultimate Warrior, and Randy Savage versus Ron Simmons in a hardcore title match. Um, oh, the Outsiders defended their tag titles against the Brain Busters. Beth Phoenix successfully defends her women's title against Lita. Edge successfully defends his US title against Barry Windham. Oh, it's just a bunch of NWO versus Horseman matches. Oh, this is where we had Jesse Ventura uh, hype up and announce the biggest signing in wrestling history, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this is where that started to form. And they're starting to celebrate, blah, blah, blah. 
And then Savage interrupts and says that Arnold Schwarzenegger's not the biggest movie star here. And Arnie's like, oh, I think Jesse Ventura said something along the lines of, well, you sure as hell aren't. And Savage is like, I wasn't talking about me. I was talking about him. And then out comes the debuting Batista. And we get the formation of the Savage Animals. Uh, that name was really easy to come up with. <laughs> uh, we had Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels winning. <laughs> Every yeah. time I mention him, you're going to boo or what? No, nah, just at once. Um, and we got our first ever post-credit scene here because we see the dark silhouette of a man in a trench coat walking through an alleyway posters on a brick wall in the alleyway he stops at a poster and it zooms in it's a poster for Halloween Havoc we see a baseball bat uh, tap the poster and the bat slowly rips the poster off the wall just a teaser of the crow sting coming because remember the first half of the year it was surface sting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's too many questions. If you have anything you need to ask me about or like stuff like that, let me know. Um, no, nothing really, really yet. I'm, more so just next month, because I know next month's Halloween Havoc. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose for myself, month nine was payback, so it's just a bunch of WrestleMania matches. It wasn't really anything too noteworthy coming out. At this point, I'm still sort of in damage control. <laughs> yeah. Going, here's where I want to get for WrestleMania. How do I fix it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the rumble was gonna be, the rumble was gonna be. Um, so at this point, my world champ is Brett. So at the rumble, the rumble was always gonna be the same, where Triple H wins, and then at Mania, because um, Sean's gonna win the rumble. It's gonna be Triple H. Sean, that's why I had that set up from the end of Mania year one. Shit. That's why I did oh. that that um sort of post credit uh footage from the end of WrestleMania that I did at the start of that raw was mm. gonna be the way that I kicked off um that first week of Raw was gonna be like the um closing segment of DX, but they were gonna beat him down in the ring instead of the rock locker room and then drag him backstage and throw him out. Yeah. So that's <laughs> where I was building to. And at I, this stage, I can't I can't wait to talk about how I totally ripped that off and did it to the exact same person. I don't even know if you noticed that, but I kinda did completely rip that off as a bit of a dig at you. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> So at this stage, Bree's still going through undefeated. The Road Warriors are still cruising along as uh, tag champs. Uh, Brett's just won the uh, the world title. He's also got the IC title that he's defending on TV at this time. 
yeah, all the all the champions here are still still the same. Terry Funk's now hardcore champ forever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of interesting things going on there, but yeah, mostly still in a uh, damage control. And the main event here of the uh, the pay per view was for the World Heavyweight Championship of Bret Hart versus Dusty Rhodes. Wow, I really do love this show, and I really do love going back down memory lane and talking about all this stuff. But you know what else I love? I love me undies. Do you love me undies? Oh, cool. I I wear undies. Back to the show. I'm happy we got sponsors now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to use that discount code. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I think at this point, I'm mainly just throwing things at the wall, seeing what's going to stick. Yeah. And just trying to go, oh, God, here's where I am. Where am I going from here? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the, so twisty the twi- twists. Yeah, the twists. This is um, a real interesting month, as I sort of set up earlier. This sort of changed a lot for me just because of one twist that was drawn. And it wasn't WWF drawing out the Russo time twist. I love that twist. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I want it again. I want it Didn't again. Did we draw badly. it out back to back months? And then yep. we haven't drawn it since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I think this was the month that I put the Russo time in there. <laughs> so like immediately we got it and then just never again. Um, you also drew out a random trade card. If this... you recall this one. And this was Barry Windham for Mark Henry. And I kick myself all the time. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I'll have him for a month and you can have him back. And if I had known where you were going with Mark Henry, I would not have let you have him back that easy. Do you want to know something bad? What? So the first plan was to do... Uh, Mark Henry and Batista as a tag team. Oh, oh you're man. Like, you're just like, give me Batista. Give me Batista. Give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> give me what I want. All right, okay, okay. He's got Batista, you know. I can still do something with Mark Henry down the line. Hey, I'm taking Mark Henry from you. No, no, not like this. You've taken <laughs> Brett. Don't take him. <laughs> yeah. If I had known, I would have offered you Mark Henry back for Bret Hart or something. I would have, like, <laughs> tried to highball you if I had known that your your roar after Mania was going to end with Mark Henry as the leader of a top faction. Like, oof. um, Hey, he's not the leader of Freakout. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the leader of the Boogie Knights. The Duck is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, it's a fair point, actually. Uh, should I be penalising Chris for for the prominent amount of TV time the Duck gets, considering the Duck was not drafted? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so the same this could is... be said at the urn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked about it in months. Uh, but speaking of which, this is the particular particular twist I was talking about that changed everything for me. I got a, and it's just a random free agent. And I drew out Paul Bearer. <laughs> and I was like, hang on a minute. Holy shit. Paul Bearer should like be with Warrior for this dark shit. Holy shit, I'm gonna win our block. What if the whole twist with the Ultimate Warrior Sting thing is that you think that the when the match is over with Warrior and Sting, that it's the end of the storyline, but the whole twist is that it's just the first battle of Sting versus the Dark Side. And that the Ultimate Warrior is merely just Loki in Avengers 1. But hang on a minute. Let's bring in Thanos. And that's kind of what I was thinking. And yeah, that got my ball, the the ball rolling. The, yeah, everything was, all the gears were spinning and it was just all systems go from there. Um, And now like, it's a really big part of what I write and it's going to be a huge part of Starcade year two. Um, so the next month, uh, we had the Clash of the Champions and the... For October? Nope. Nope. We had the Halloween Havoc. I clicked on the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the next month we had Halloween Havoc in October. Um, all right. So I... This was from New Orleans, Louisiana, one of the most haunted cities in America. I had to Google that to find out. Ooh. That, that's what decided, like, where Halloween Havoc was going to be. It was like, which city in America is capable of hosting a wrestling show and also is really, like, notoriously haunted? New Orleans, apparently. New Orleans? Nolans. Uh, we had a four-way match. Uh, number one contender for the women's title. And the winner would go on to face the winner of another four-way match next month. And the winner of that match would go on to Starcade. So we had Trish Stratus winning one of them and Victoria winning the other. Uh, we had the Rude Dudes beating the Brain Busters. The Savage Animals beating the Freebirds. Uh, the WCW number one contender tournament semi-final, Goldberg versus Ron Simmons. You recall I was actually pushing Ron Simmons for a bit before he... Because I had him break up from the Savage Posse. Start. He had a hardcore title reign. Uh, yeah, I was still trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, we had Miss Elizabeth slapping Shawn Michaels and the board suspended Elizabeth from all duties involving the WCW presidency. 
The board informed me, Gene, a new president will be announced the next night. So, yeah, so I must have already have won R block at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we had Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Ric Flair and Lita. Uh, Lita hits a moonsault on Beth for the win. The next night, just so I don't forget to talk about it, the next night on Nitro, we had Lita beat Beth Phoenix for the women's title on Nitro randomly because I just thought, oh, let's change one of these titles on Nitro for a change. Um, Not the TV title. <laughs> no, no, we had the women's title change hands on... <laughs> on TV. On TV. I didn't have the TV title yet. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because uh, that debuts at Starcade. Uh Hardcore title match, that's right. Uh, week four of this month, Eddie Guerrero had a hardcore open challenge and it was answered by Mark Henry, who destroyed him. And Mark Henry won the WCW hardcore title and then Eddie Guerrero, like, murdered Mark Henry on pay-per-view. <laughs> He's still got a six-day title reign. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I didn't completely bury him. He got a win, and then I sent him back on his merry way. It's more than the NXT champ gets these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we had the Outsiders versus the Dudley Boys in a tag title match, which, truth be told, I thought about it multiple times, changing the titles and put them in, putting them on the Dudleys at this point, but got to stick with the plan. Can't get too impatient. Uh, we had a semi-final in the number one contender tournament as the main... Was that the main event? No, that wasn't the main event. The main event was DDP versus Sean. Sean winning. We had Ultimate Warrior versus Stone Cold, and Stone Cold wins. It was a spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal Inferno match. And uh, Sting returned as Crow Sting and like attacked Warrior. Warrior's tassels got set on fire. And he runs up the rampway. So it would have, in my mind, it looks cool as fuck, like him with his tassels on fire, sprinting up the ramp. Um, what else? Uh, we had a post-credit scene. Um, what's that? Oh, the Ultimate Warrior, Mr. Fuji, and the Big Boss Man, Ron Simmons, and Terry Gordy are all all chained up. Um, yeah. Warrior Miss and Mr. Fuji have chained up Big Boss Man, Ron Simmons, and Terry Gordy into a dungeon. And um, we tease the debut of Paul Bearer because someone says, uh, shall I sacrifice Sting? A figure comes out of the shadow. It's a rotund and pale man who simply screams, oh, yes. Yeah. Rotunda. Mike. <laughs> Not Mike. Not uh, Wyndham, not Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Still well, funny that Bray Wyatt's like um, shoot name is Barry Wyndham's surname. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, month 10, we had No Mercy. So uh, at the pay-per-view, Brett had to defend both titles. 
uh, he lost the Intercontinental Championship to Jack Briscoe. Uh, along with that, all the other champions uh, retained on that. But in the main event, him versus Gerald Briscoe was thrown out, I believe, as uh, DX ran in, sort of a uh, running interference setting up towards the uh, Survivor Series match the following month. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of the latter half of my year going towards the Rumble here isn't the best booking, and I realise that <laughs> in hindsight. Especially, uh, I believe it's the next month where you pretty much didn't have any notes for the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it happens. It um, does. It just kind of happened at a time where everything I'd been writing for is really heating up. <laughs> and, like, everything, like, you were writing at that point felt like it was kind of really simmering down. It's so like, it may have made, like, you might, yeah, it's sort of made you look, like, a little bit worse because mine was just going absolute batshit at this <laughs> point in time, like, because I was just doing all sorts of crazy shit, people getting chained to dungeon walls. I think I had Battle of the Bands with Randy Savage and shit going on. Just real weird. West Texas. Stuff. Yeah, the West Texas <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, me trying to prove a point to people that, like, the whole West Texas redneck thing was because I years ago went back and rewatched, like, that sort of era of WCW. And I realized that, like, Kurt Henning's character was trying... There was Master P and all of his, like, rap guys that were in the ring. And Kurt Henning comes out and offers a cowboy hat as a gift to Master P in that. And he just gets attacked. He gets a cake thrown on him. All sorts of crazy stuff. And I was like, hang on, how is Kurt Henning the heel here? There's just one of him, and there's like 20 other people. He's offered them a present, and we're cheering for the people that bashed up the one person by himself. And then that sort of led to the West Texas Rednecks, and I was like, as soon as I drafted Kurt Hennig, he's going to become a West Texas Redneck, and he's going to be a baby face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like the uh, special edition you did there with the rest west texas rednecks as well uh honky yeah yeah i mean it had to like so like um the west texas rednecks were originally barry windham kendall windham and bobby duncan jr two of which aren't available so i needed to come up with like at least one one more oh i've Drawn out honky tonk man or whatever. Yeah, that's perfect. We need a guitarist and a lead singer. Ah oh, man. Um. Oh, sorry. Before I cut you off, uh, twists. Yeah, the twists for October were uh, a two-month injury to Pat O'Connor and WCW Drew Russo time. Um. And a trade was made. Technically, a trade was made. Barry Windham traded for Mark Henry. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, in hindsight, not one of my best decisions. Uh, could have been worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Could have. Uh, actually, that boss man trade. I, sh- sh- I was just desperate. You caught me at a real vulnerable moment. <laughs> That's usually why I think now I let you try to think through your trades. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I feel bad about that one. And then it's like one part of me is going, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. And then the other part of me is going, you know, he did take Brett. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, t- I took Sean. I didn't take Brett yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Knock on wood anyway. Um, so did you have any questions about Halloween Havoc or anything like Was that? Was it always your plan to do October as Halloween Havoc, spin the wheel, make the deal? A hundred percent, yeah. It had to be Halloween Havoc in October, and it had to be spin the wheel, make the deal. But I didn't want to do every single match as spin the wheel, make the deal. So that's why the tournament existed in the first place, so I could, like, all right, let's bump up the stakes in this tournament. And one of the semi-final matches will be an Inferno match. And what was the other one? Uh, hang on, let me pull that up. It was a dog collar match between Goldberg and Ron Simmons. Because I just figured two just jacked up horses just whipping each other with a chain would look cool. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, where was I? Uh, so... Month 11, Alex, where was WCW? We were in the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut, because this month was the week one on Nitro. We saw the debut of Vince McMahon. And after a few weeks, it eventually gets revealed that he was the guy behind the formation of the NWO all along, Austin. It was me all along. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Um, so, yeah. This is probably the point where I talk about I picked up Vince in the R block. Wasn't originally trying to get him, but then, like, the Paul Bearer free agent pick made me think, oh, I know who I want. I know who I need for Sting for next year. And then I was like, how can I get as much bang for buck out of this? Out of this one thing. Corporate ministry. They were all members of the corporation in the ministry at one point. So Vince Shamrock Rock, Undertaker Kane, had to sort of convince you to let me have Kane. <laughs> And, and that like, gets oh. announced that he's in the Hall of Fame this year anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just ahead of the ball. I I knew it was going to happen. I got my sources. Sources told me. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Um. So, oh, my God. Clash of the Champions opened with the Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> That's so Alex Williams. Leader defending her title against Beth Phoenix. She won that the first week of Nitro that month. Um, we had DDP versus Michael Hayes. DDP winning. Trish Stratus beat Victoria. 
the Rude Dudes won a number one contender triple threat match for Starcade, and we also saw Yoko and Rikishi break up. Uh, Rikishi turned on Yokozuna, and too thick is no mole. Um, if you've listened to the most recent episode, uh, we backpedaled on that pretty quickly. <laughs> Uh, I immediately regretted breaking up Yoko and Rikishi. It wasn't one of my better ideas. I think I was just trying to fill up another spot on Starcade that I had a missing spot. Yeah. Um, we had the official announcement of the Hollywood grudge match, Savage Animals versus Jesse and Arnie. Uh, we had, oh, this is the bit where Michelle McCool loses to Gal Kim in a grudge match, but after the match, she attacks Layla, and we don't see Layla until Super Brawl, month four, and the lights go out as Michelle's choking Layla, and the lights come back on, and Michelle's hair's now black, and her skin's all white, and she's turned into The Undertaker, basically. Where I did a whole, yeah, lady taker thing just to sort of tease and get in the back of people's mind maybe takers coming in. Uh, we had a hardcore title open challenge with Eddie Guerrero. He awaits his opponent, and Ken Shamrock makes his debut, and Shamrock wins a hardcore title but loses it later that night after getting attacked by Goldberg, setting up a Starcade match. Uh, as soon as I got Shamrock, I realised I didn't have a Goldberg, Goldberg match set for Starcade. Yeah, n- no better match for Shamrock than Goldberg just because of similar sort of jacked build. Goldberg always being the, like, wearing the MMA gloves, even though he's not an MMA guy. Like, I'll just cut a promo with Goldberg saying that he's a real fighter, unlike Shamrock. And all that sort of shit. So it was easy to write. Um, we had a contract signing for Ultimate Warrior and Sting. Edge beating Ric Flair. And the main event, Russo time, Stone Cold versus Goldberg. Like a million people get involved in this match. At some point, this match turns into a Hell in a Cell match. Um, at some point, DDP gets thrown off the top of the cell, even though he's not even in this match. And this match isn't even a cell match, but he gets thrown off the cell. Russo. <laughs> um, yeah, and we had a uh, post-credit scene where we hear a voice t- telling Ultimate Warrior and... Uh, the executioner, Farouk, and boss man, and Paul Bearer, that he will show up at Starcade. Um, the executioner was a gimmick Terry Gordy had in WWF in 1996 for like one month, and his manager was Paul Bearer. And because of my stupid brain, I was able to put that together and be like, all right, there we go, another member of the ministry. Yes, more members of the ministry. Um, <laughs> there's a few for myself month 11 we did survivor series and i couldn't do survivor series without coming to you from the bell center do you yeah, remember right. where the bell center is that's montreal isn't it yep montreal quebec canada 
Now, was this the month where uh, TV got preempted by the Westminster Dog Show? I believe it was. Yes. <laughs> um, what I remember of this time was, I think you drew a Russo time for me, or is that later? That was earlier. Okay. Yeah, I believe. Anyway, Do you know what I knew sat on? Yeah, that was a Nokiaism. Okay, the debut, was... the debut of a Nokiaism. Like Antonio Anoki won the hardcore title in a match yeah. that was never even in. This is this match. Is it this match here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm just trying to think of the third opponent. I can't because I don't have it listed in front of me. Um, so Terry Funk's having like basically an open challenge that's answered by someone and the match is going long and the crowd's sort of turning against it. And then halfway through, Anoki comes through the crowd, swinging a chair against the guardrail. Was it George Steele? Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Yeah. Because I know you were using him in that division for a little bit there. And Anoki's swinging the chair against the guardrail going, Bullshit. Jumps yeah, I loved that. I did not see that coming at all, and it was great. Just a bunch of shenanigans. Liger's aligned himself with Anoki at that stage. I believe it's only Liger. More to come later. Um, yeah. But yeah, and just basically wins the hardcore title in a match he wasn't even in. <laughs> just like, yeah, that sounds pretty Russo. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the uh, the main event was the Survivor Series six on six Team WWF champions versus uh, Team D Generation X. So the champions of uh, Bret Hart, Animal Hawk, uh, Jack Briscoe, Andre the Giant, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeated by Triple H, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Mike Tyson, China, and X Pac. good Chris I'd love to talk more about that but before we do I'd like to talk about our sponsor shavingyourface.com if that's a real website soz lol but shave your face now back to the show yeah I probably do need to shave my face Uh, thanks for the reminder you do (laughs) a bit scraggly Promo code go fuck yourself. Don't forget. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was sort of um, setting up to their championship matches that were all going to happen next month. But then I got a twist, Alex. <laughs> Do you remember what that twist was? Um, a wellness violation. Yes, so this month we you got two twists because you got a penalty for a lack of TV. Yep. Uh, you got a two-month injury to Caitlin and a wellness violation to Hawk. Yes, I remember because also on this show I'd been doing a bunch of <laughs> Alicia Fox versus Caitlin 
women yeah. matches to try to determine a number one contender. And they They'll, just never have a finish, and I thought that was yeah, the best gimmick. They were getting interrupted by, oh, who, who would I had then? Uh, one of the, oh, it was Wendy Richter, because Wendy had gone a bit uh, <laughs> insane after losing the title. Yeah, she so kept Caitlin getting... actually yeah. won this match. <laughs> was supposed to challenge the next pay-per-view and gets injured. Oh, uh, well. I've, I like what I've done so far. This is sort of where I've gone, okay, I can reset going into Mania now and start to build back up. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, okay, I was going to do all those titles at New Year's Revolution. Uh, push it back a month. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have a big chat about your Mania plans when we get to January. So I'm really, I've got a few questions about it because especially when we get to the second draft. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were your twists for the November month. My one twist was a random free agent and it was the Godfather. The Godfather? The, they all showed up because <laughs> if you recall in month 12, I had Eddie Guerrero defeat every version of the Godfather, basically, except for Papa Shungo. And there was like uh, Karma, the supreme fighting machine from the mid-90s. We had the Godfather turn up, like the right to censor music hit, just as Eddie Guerrero was about to swear. Um, we had the Godfather. We had Nation of Domination. Godfather, we had just your regular Godfather, and then at the pay-per-view we get Papa Shango because the Ministry needed more members. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a game plan behind the large amount of members in the Ministry. Yeah. And it's uh, about the amount of months left right now and the fact that Sting has to beat every single one of them on pay-per-view. <laughs> before he can get to The Undertaker. And what do you know, if you think about it, if Sting beats them all, uh, he'll get to face The Undertaker in December. Hmm, funny that. And he loses next week. That doesn't work for <laughs> me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> or do uh, there, I? Might be, there might be a few twists and turns along the way, but yeah. Um, Alrighty, so let's get into... December, which for me was a big one. I even wore a suit that day. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> the best part was, it was like, what? Oh, here's the date here. It was This was uh, last opened February 2021. So it was summer here. And here I am in a suit. Well, at least that's what you could see. But... From the bottom, I was wearing footy shorts and thongs. So uh, I'm like walking around. for your folks. Yeah, I'm walking around the house in thongs, footy shorts, a tie, a button-up shirt, and, like, there was a suit jacket and everything. I took the suit jacket off before I even went on video with you. It was just like, why did I even bring that out? <laughs> <laughs> it looks fancy. Yeah, it looks fancy. Um... So, yeah, I had Starcade. I went all out, uh, all in, all out. Um, I did the whole... Terrible open... song. Yeah. Oh. 
Wallin. Are you Wallin? Um, I did like the whole dramatic opening intro thing for 12 months we have churned. Um, TNA guy. Yeah. 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 I did that whole thing to dramatic music talking about each feud. Uh, the theme song was uh, California Love. Uh, but I have written on the script here because I changed the theme song on the fly. I have written on the script here. The theme song for Starcade is Butterfly by Crazy Town. I was like, ah, I can save that for another day. That's a good song. <laughs> ah, I see. Um, uh, this is where I had uh, members of the Celebrity Hall of Fame show up in the crowd after each match. Like, just like a look at all the stars out here tonight because we're in Los Angeles. So, like, we had Kid Rock, Snoop Dogg, Refrigerator, William Perry, Pete Rose, Bob Uecker, True Carey. And there was even a Sylvester Stallone run in at one point. Uh, Warwick Thompson wrote the. Batista and Arnie versus uh, Batista and Randy Savage versus Jesse and Arnie match. Like there was this whole like Arnold Schwarzenegger did this whole entrance like Conan the Barbarian and like I put in the dramatic music for it. Uh, I I went really hard on this episode for obvious reasons. Um, every single wrestler got their entrance music on this one. Something that I will only do for Starcade. Um. Yeah, like Warwick r- wrote a ridiculously fun show. Uh, the show kicked off for. I'll I will go a little bit more in depth for this one just because it's a big one. Um, the show kicked off with a TV title fatal. Ah, uh, not fatal. Yeah, it was a fatal four way for the TV title. Uh, there was a TV tournament all month, and what do you know the semi-finals were Ric Flair versus Barry Windham and Arn Anderson versus Tully Blanchard and both matches couldn't get a winner so they got put into a fatal four-way for the TV title all four horsemen in a fatal four-way and there was a special guest referee JJ Dillon and Arn Anderson shocked the world and won the TV title and the reason I had Arn Anderson win is because uh, during the 80s, he was, like, synonymous with that title. Like, that was the title he would always win. Um, so I just wanted to put put a bit of love on Arn Anderson because he's one of my favourites to watch, like, going back and watching his stuff. And they had a... The Four Horsemen... Four Horsemen and JJ had a curtain call at the end of their match. Um, we had... Yokozuna versus Rikishi and Yokozuna comes out dressed as his old Yokozuna self and Mr. Fuji returns and helps him win. Uh, We had Mr. Perfect. uh, Kurt Hennig turn back into Mr. Perfect and destroy the Honky Tonk Man. We had the Guardians of Darkness, Boss Man, Farouk and the Executioner, accompanied by Paul Bearer versus the the new Freebirds, Kevin and Kerry Von Erich and Michael Hayes. Uh, the Guardians of Darkness win after Kane debuts. 
and helps them win. So, yeah. And then Kane attacks Pete Rose, who was seen in the crowd earlier. Because, you know, Kane tombstoning Pete Rose at a big show was always the best. Fair enough. I would. I think we would have been disappointed if you didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Eddie Guerrero has a hardcore title open challenge again. This time it's answered by another member of... Another uh, character from the mind of the Godfather. It is Papa Shango. Shango wins with, after doing some voodoo on Eddie Guerrero. Uh, foreshadowing for the... Alexa Bliss bullcrap that we would get later on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, DDP uh, loses to Edge for the US title. Truth be told, I almost pulled the trigger on DDP here. But then I realized, oh, we're pretty close to Edge being champ for a whole year now. Let's keep it going. <laughs> and now it's just like, oh, no, I can't take it off him now. He's had the title for so long now. But yeah. Um, we had a Lions Den match. Goldberg versus Shamrock. Shamrock won that one. If we actually look at it, Shamrock's never lost a match yet. Ooh. That will be interesting. Yeah, so I'm pushing the shit out of him. Like, he's not on every show and he's not on every pay-per-view, but he's booked really strong. Um, Trish Stratus beat Lita for the title. Yeah, uh, the Savage Animals beat Jesse and Arnie. If I was writing this, Jesse and Arnie would have won, but Warwick had full creative control for that one match, and the Savage Ooh. Animals won. Um, we had Sting beat the Ultimate Warrior in a casket match. At some point, the Ministry all come down. At some point, Sting takes out Papa Shungo. Eddie Guerrero runs down and pins Papa Shungo for the hardcore title and runs away. And then we get the debut with Undertaker. Um, we had the Rude Dudes beat the Outsiders for the tag titles, which obviously was never the original plan, but the APA was no more, so I threw the Rude Dudes together and... Yeah, I, I feel like it was fun. They, I just couldn't keep the titles on him for too long because it's just not very Mick Foley for him to have a long title reign. Yeah, that's true too. It's just such a sympathetic thing for him to just win a title and then almost instantly lose it for him anyway. And then we had Stone Cold Steve Austin beat Shawn Michaels. Uh, before that, we had Goldberg lay down and let Vince McMahon pin him for the hardcore title because Goldberg attacked Eddie Guerrero backstage. And then Vince McMahon, as he was pinning Goldberg because Vince was on commentary all night, was saying that the boyhood dream had come true and him saying, oh, what a maneuver, as he goes down to pin Goldberg. Which yes, I uh, very funny. I love that because it instantly makes me think of uh, Chet Lemon and Black Snow. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that book to you, bad man. Um, how have I not done Batista is down yet? <laughs> On bugs. How have I not said that at some point? Because you don't have Booker T? Yeah, but I, got, I at least got Batista. He can go down. 
grow up. Um, Batista is down. Batista is down. Um, yeah, Sean versus Austin. Austin wins after the NWO get involved, but earlier on in the month, we saw Austin make a phone call at a hospital after he got sent to a hospital after an attack by the NWO, and he asked someone for help reluctantly. And his help finally arrived. It was the debut of The Rock. And they celebrate together to end Starcade. And we get a post credit scene of the Ministry of Darkness fully formed. Also on this pay-per-view, the Ultimate Warrior in a casket got set on fire and died. We haven't seen him since. Was it Tina that set a casket on fire or electrocuted a casket or something? I think so, yeah. Might have been Wrestling Society X that did an electric casket match once. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed your star, And as soon as, like, you started the TV after my week one, I was like, yeah, there's no way I can compete with it this month. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's just certain months I go all out on. Like, I like to have, like, Three or four big, big pay-per-views each year. Like, everything else in between does mean something. But there's, like, three or four pay-per-views where huge changes are made or huge, like, letting you know where the direction is is happening. And this is my first time having a crack at a, you know, sort of year-ending, feud-ending sort of show. And there's... This was so much fun, and this was honestly really easy to write. Once I got here, it was so easy to write. Yeah. No, you did really good. Um, I, on the other hand, went for New Year's Revolution. Not really a lot that stands out from this month either. Um, However, my main event of Bruno San Martino versus Dusty Rhodes in a Texas bull rope match. Yeah. I remember asking you off air, had that match ever happened? And you said, not to my knowledge. It has not. It never happened. Yeah. And... So I thought, oh, that'll be a good because it's like the, the main guy from the WWF and the main guy from NWA in Florida. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. They were both the top. <laughs> They were the two biggest baby faces in the world in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, six months down, I think we can say who had the superior year one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what you're trying to imply, but I'm very confident that I did. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I had a good... I had a really strong second half of the year, that's for sure. Yeah, I was in damage control for a lot of that second half of the year. <laughs> yeah, like like losing Bradshaw was a pretty big blow, but that wasn't going to be my main event of the Starcade. If you look at my Starcade card, he would have been semi-main event because the Outsiders lost their tag titles in the second last match of the night. But, yeah, that's not my main event. Um, you, on the other hand, lost a Mania main eventer. So, like, whilst I had to scramble after Bradshaw retired, um, 
I didn't have to scramble as hard as you. And I had to cut about five segments from Starcade to make sure that the show didn't go too long. <laughs> Just so wow. you know. I had like every single Oh, not just five. It was, like, way more than five. I think there was, like, 12 backstage interviews. Like, there was a backstage interview for each match. Yeah. Um, there was also a pre-show Hall of Fame ceremony that I completely forgot. I could, I just completely forgot to read it, and it was going to be me inducting Bradshaw into the WCW Hall of Fame for his one appearance he had. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was going to argue that now he's an, a Hall of Famer again. He can go. Uh, he can at least go into the free agent pool. <laughs> oh, bugger! <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot to read it out, but but um, I we saw how well this... that worked out. Yeah, yeah. I all I wanted was him to come back, and well, I got it, I guess. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Um. The twists. The twists, and then I suppose we can just touch on some of our favourite people we've drafted from uh, the draft, because we're not going through the whole thing. Oh, hell no. Oh, um, hell yeah. So WWF got a first blood match, and WCW got a random free agent who ended up being the British Bulldog. Um, so that's what happened there, and let me pull up the draft, because I have this written down somewhere. How about you pick out, I don't know, five of your favourites? Yeah, so let's talk about this draft. Um, I like that you're allowing me to do the draft pulls. <laughs> well, not necessarily, was I? <laughs> because I I proposed to you what the su supplemental draft would be, and that would be us continue with the Hall of Fame theme, and we just draft from every Hall of Fame possible, like doesn't matter how rundown of an indie Hall of Fame it was going to be, all that sort of stuff. Like, you can draft from the CZ frickin' W Hall of Fame, whatever. Like, just draft from anywhere that had a Hall of Fame. And then, like, a few days beforehand, you're like, nah, this is what we're drafting from. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Because I already knew who I was going to draft number one with my plan. And I knew you wouldn't go for him straight away. <laughs> and I was going to build my entire year around this guy being a main eventer for me. And that was going to be John Cena. <laughs> I was going to bring him in, have him win the TV title, as the Doctor of Thugonomics, have him get to the Lucky Seven and have him cash in his Lucky Seven on Rock and Austin and have him be the new leader of the NWO, like we saw at the Firefly Funhouse. 
Wow. Yeah, that was my entire plan. It may sound like something I ended up doing, except a little bit different. And then eventually the NWO was going to turn into the Ruthless Aggression Era anyway. But uh, with my plan, um, yeah, that's who I had. Um, also, I was going to draft Nick Gage legitimately from the CZW Hall of Fame, and it was going to build up to New Jack versus Nick Gage at Starcade because they've never had a one-on-one match, and they were going to have a death match at Starcade. <laughs> and I, I was going to get Nick Gage with my last pick. Um, yeah, like, I've got John Cena here as my first pick. I've got other people, but, like, yeah, Nick Gage is my last and we talked about drafting the current women at one point. Yeah. And my um, pick was going to be Rhea Ripley, and I was going to pick Mickey James, which Mickey James I ended up getting. And Rhea Ripley, I was going to get to try to stop you from getting her. <laughs> isn't, isn't the best form of attack a good defense? And it was just going to be like, oh, he'll offer me someone good for her. He'll offer me someone real good for her. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was my plan. Um, other people I was hoping to draft uh, were like Chris Jericho was on my list, but I wasn't going to do too much with him. I wanted Abyss. I needed Abyss because I wanted to do Kane versus Abyss at Starcade. <laughs> Um, but I can't do that. Uh, in terms of the actual draft, uh, I was really happy. Um, just like tr- the whole thing with the draft was trying to find find like obscure tag teams so we couldn't get more than one person per pick. That's what we were doing. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, my first pick was Chris Jericho and Christian. Not that obscure of a tag team. They, like, held the tag titles a couple of times. But, yeah, it's like, oh, as soon as I drafted them and I knew I didn't have Cena, it's like, hmm, is Chris Jericho my guy? Is Chris Jericho the guy I'm going to put in the Cena role? And then it's like, I know what I'm going to do with Christian. He's going to team up with Edge, and then Edge is going to get rid of him. And then we're going to build up a feud there. Um, in terms of the other picks, like getting Mickey James in the knockouts draft we did was great. Uh, getting New Jack was really important to me. I really wanted him. I desperately needed him. I really wanted to revamp my hardcore division with a bunch of ACW guys and have it be less of a joke, like attitude era WWF hardcore division and have it be more like a legit, like deathmatch almost division. And a big portion of that was going to be, all right, at some point I need to turn cactus, uh, dude love into cactus Jack. Uh, one big fuck up I made with the draft was you said champs from 97 to 02. And for some reason, it completely, completely like I missed it. 
Brock Lesnar was a champ in 02. And it was like, oh, shit. I never even thought of him. It's like, I need him. I need him now. Now that I keep thinking of him. And then later on, we'll talk about it. I'll get a handpicked free agent. And it took me a fuck all time to just be like, yep, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> One, please. <laughs> yeah. One Brock, please. One Bork. <laughs> One Bork. Um, yeah, yeah so... your draft. Let's talk about that. So basically, like, I had a ton of main eventers in my uh, roster already, and I had enough tag team and women, but I didn't have enough characters. And that's sort of where I was looking. Like, my first pick was either going to be Jericho or Taz, because I knew you'd probably take one of those two with the first pick. Yeah, so I went... Did you go first or I went first? You went first. Right, okay. And I think the only reason I I didn't go Taz is because I couldn't justify who his tag team partner would be. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was like, uh, I better get two with the first pick, so I'll just get Jericho and Christian. Yeah, I like that I got them. I got the Mexicals that I've done a lot with. I've got uh, Ron Balls. I've got Boogie Knights. Yeah, Rodden Balls and the Boogie Knights have been an absolute highlight. On paper, your tag division doesn't look like as star-studded as my tag division looks. Yeah. But your tag division is entertaining as fuck. This is where I got uh, Tucker and paired him in Anokiism. I also got uh, Awesome Kong and Hamada. Put them in there. But, yeah. um, There is a lot of people in here who I haven't debuted yet, and it's just sort of me going, hmm, where do I put these people? And I'm looking back over the list now, which I haven't for a while, and I'm going, huh. Alex hasn't used a lot of these people yet. There's it. All right. By the end of month seven, I will only have two people I haven't used. Oh, okay. And it's two women that I'm trying to figure it. Well, one of them won't get used for a while. I'm saving her for something special. And the other one, I have no idea what to do with. So, um, uh. So there's your scoop, humans. Uh, a lot of big debuts next month. I can Fair guarantee enough. three. Um, depending on what happens later, there might be more. What about month one of year two for yourself? Where did you go? So this is where, like, year two is where I've decided to get a bit experimental with my, um, well, I call them B shows because it's me going first, but they're not necessarily B shows, but I, I've gone a bit experimental on the odd numbered months. Um, this time around it was, we did a WCW versus NWO world tour during, uh, the, 
TV shows, and then we did Revenge as the pay-per-view in Mexico, and yeah, there was a lot of debuts on this one. There was like Sandman debuting and beating the crap out of Vince. We had Chris Jericho debuting and like threatening to beat Goldberg for the TV title. Interesting how Gold Jericho joined the same faction Goldberg was in, but they were never in the same faction at the same time. Hmm. Um, we had the Rude Dudes losing the tag titles to the Savage Animals. Um, the Savage Animals were going to have a longer tag, ru- tag run than they had, but I started mapping out the year and realized I sort of am running out of time to do what I needed to do. Um, what else did we have? Yeah, Sandman, Shawn Michaels losing to the debuting Rey Mysterio Jr. in Mexico. We had pretty much the beginning stages of the Filthy Animals with Conan, Ray, Chavo, and Eddie. Uh, we had Scott Hall versus Steve Austin for the world title. And then it's announced next month it will be Steve Austin versus Sabu for the title and we'd be doing an ECW themed pay-per-view um, which was one last stand living dangerously one last stand <coughs> oh and yeah. the ta- the tagline for this pay-per-view was WCW NWO revenge revenge is a dish best served stone cold I like all your little taglines in that um, they're so punny <laughs> For myself, year uh, year two, month one, we had uh, Jake the Snake lose to a debuting R-Truth, Nokia and Liger defeat the Funks, uh, hardcore champion Ricky the Dragon Steamboat lose to X-Pac, European champion Andre the Giant lose to China, intercontinental champion Jack Briscoe lose to I'm Mike Tyson in a first blood match, uh, the Tag Champs Road Warriors lose to the New Age Outlaws. Uh, World Champ Bret Hart lose to Triple H. And Women's Champ uh, Brie Bella defeating Alicia Fox. Uh, do you mind if I go over some of the Rumble? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so starting the Rumble was Henry and Piper and Mark Henry just goes on this tear like uh, Brock Lesnar from a few years ago. Someone comes down, he eliminates him. Next person, eliminates him. Next person, eliminates him. So he gets down to uh, number 12 here, eliminates him. Number 13 is Taz, the FTW champion, making his debut. And uh, Taz eliminates Mark Henry. Then the ring source starts to fill up. Uh, Regal, Finley, uh, Luke and Butch and Pat O'Connor, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle. Uh, closing stages here see. Uh, so at number 30, there's only four men left. It's Taz, PCO, Tucker Michinoku, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hogan eliminates PCO. Then he eliminates Tucker. So it's down to Hogan and Taz and Taz is the winner of the Rumble going to uh, WrestleMania. Now, um, my big question for this one is whoever you drew 
Uh, you drafted at number one was going to win the Rumble, right? So let's just say I drafted Taz. Yeah. You said your game plan would have been to get Jericho. Yeah. Jericho wins the Rumble then? I think... Was the draft about yeah. finding, finding Looking, a main eventer for Triple H? Sort of, yeah, short-term solution, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it still would have been the same, but I'll just say with things to occur long-term, I don't think it would have played out the same. Yeah, right, right. Um. Was was it always in the works Hogan at the Rumble? Because I had a feeling it was going to be Hogan. At, Hogan was going to turn up at the Rumble. But my prediction going into this was that Hogan was going to win the Rumble. And that was going to be your short-term <laughs> solution to not having Sean. I think had I not gotten somebody that big from the draft, it could have been looking at the kind of main eventers I had for the time. Maybe Kurt, maybe Hogan, maybe Bruno, maybe Dusty. Because I was fully expecting whoever was going to win the Rumble was going to surprise the shit out of me. Yeah. Because the year before... If you were going to tell me the year before who was going to win your Rumble, pick four people that you think would win it. The four people I picked, none of them would have been Booker. And Booker <laughs> won it. And that surprised the shit out of me. Um, yeah, so was there any, since you brought it up, was there any actual thought about doing Mark Henry for that? Uh, a like little bit. Pu pulling the trigger early on the Hall of Pain. A little bit, but but I think because I already seen what I got out of the draft, it just sort of all fell into place. Shiny new toys. A little bit. So many shiny new toys. <laughs> so many. Uh, a little bit, yeah, it does happen like that. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, like, after listening to your Rumble this year, like, it got me really jealous, and that's why I'm doing a Rumble match soon. A Rambo. Not a fucking Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should pick if I get your twist. <laughs> oh, a handcuff Rambo. <laughs> Oh. oh, man. Stone Cold gets handcuffed to the bottom rope. He's eliminated. <laughs> JR comes over from commentary to release him. <laughs> um, um, twists for year two, month one. Yeah, so we went... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I forgot to talk about all these twists because I think... Half of these twists were for the draft. The, the draft, yeah. But that's all right. Um, 
Oh, no, because I forgot to do the twist on the draft, so we did extra twists on the pay-per-view thing. Anyway, WWF got a no-fans twist. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, WWF got a wellness violation to a wrestler who was yet to debut, and I thought for sure uh, that this person and a few of his mates might turn up raw after mania. And I was pleasantly surprised that he didn't turn up. Uh, you got an extra twist twist and you got a hand to pick a twist twist. So you still got ages to hang on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, WCW drew an elimination chamber lost their smile, which was a shit one to get, a real bad one, because that meant I had to de- I had to have someone vacate a title and then disappear for three months. And yeah, so for storyline reasons, I chose who I ended up choosing. Uh, we had a talent exchange for a month, amazing red for just incredible. Yeah, I remember I got a couple of good cruiserweight matches out of Amazing Red. Yeah, and then I just dropped him. I should have traded him to you. Yeah, the stupid thing is I would have been open to a trade. Yeah, I know. I just didn't think about it. Like, yeah, you think about things a lot differently than I do. So I was like, oh, I I wouldn't say yes to that trade. So why would I offer it? Um and then my final twist was a two-month injury to, well, Jake Roberts. And let's talk a bit more about that, because on this month, one, two, yeah, two trades were made, and WCW released one, two, three, four people. Oh. So a trade was made, Gilberg to the WWF for Spike Dudley to WCW. And another trade was made, the British Bulldog to WWF for Jake Roberts to WCW. And I'm pretty happy with that trade. I think that was the most even trade we could have made because I have so many ideas for Jake. Yeah, I just got to a point where I couldn't do much with him. Yeah. Um, I I was so stuck on ideas for Bulldog, so <laughs> it worked out well. Now, I just got Bulldog, but I couldn't figure out what my long-term game, game would have been with Bulldog. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is the releases I did, and I think some of these might have shocked a few people. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura, Honky Tonk Man, and The Ultimate Warrior. Yay? Yeah. Um, Three of those make sense. So I did as much as I could do with having Arnold Schwarzenegger on my roster. Like, I got him as a random free agent, and it's like, fuck it, let's make him a wrestler. I don't want to book Arnold Schwarzenegger wrestling every single week and every single month. Because I just can't picture what it looks like. And it's really hard to book 
a match for someone if you can't picture what the match would actually look like. Um, Jesse Ventura, yeah, like I literally did everything I could do with him. Commentary, wrestle. I could have done a bit more. And there was thoughts about what I was going to do with him. He was originally meant to be the manager of the bomb squad. He was going to be the governor that hired a bomb a bomb squad. But it's like, I got James Mitchell in that draft. I better do something with him. Um, a honky-tonk man. Did as much as I could do with him. An ultimate warrior. Like, I killed him. I can't keep paying him if he's not here. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. So I picked up. Oh, that's right. I didn't draft New Jack. I picked him up in this thing. I picked up New Jack, Jazz, Steve Mongo McMichael, and Stephanie McMahon, who gets released the next month. Just because I did, because I got Shane in the draft. And I did not want to make my show all about McMahon's. Sure you do. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I probably should have offered her to you to see if you would take her to do something with trips, but... Oh, well. There was, someone in, there was someone in the free agent pool at that point I desperately wanted. Yeah. Uh, month number... Two, year two. Yeah, so I did uh, Living Dangerously, One Last Stand. We had, a, we were in the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for Living Dangerously, One Last Stand. No, you weren't, because I was. <laughs> we had fans. People bought tickets. Okay. Uh, yeah, during the month we had a uh, hardcore TV in the Hammerstein Ballroom as well. So it was, yeah, two people thinking alike on this one. Uh, we had Rick Rude beat Goldberg for the television title on TV and then have to vacate the title because Goldberg crushed Rick Rude's throat with barbed wire and choked him out with barbed wire and stuff which is a later point uh, reason for some of Rick Rude's actions later on in the year. Yep. Um, so we had a extreme chamber match for the vacant television title. Uh, during the month, we also had the debut of the Iron Sheik with some awesome theme music. Fuck, 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 fuck. Um... Yeah, Chris Jericho wins the television title in that chamber match after basically just everyone else beating the shit out of each other and nothing being left for Jericho. So Jericho basically just walked in, hit his finisher and won. Um, although the the show opened with the debut of the Holy Cousins and then the debut of the Hardy Boys, and then the debut of New Jack, just a chaotic, crazy, fun ECW-style opening. Uh, we had the Bomb Squad debut, Mark Awesome and Sid Vicious, um, with their theme song, Bomb Track, by Rage Against the Machine. Uh, their manager, James Mitchell. 
the Outsiders lost to Eddie and Ray in a tag match. Uh, Shane McMahon and the Giant uh, lost to Ken Shamrock and the Sandman. Uh, Trish Stratus beat Jazz and Leader in a triple threat match. Uh, this is where we had the day, the debut of the master of Kung Fuji, Yokozuna, and his debuting tag team partner, Bam Bam Bigelow, against the Wild Samoans. And it all just ends up being a, de- a decoy to debut the, Scott, the Steiner brothers, so the Steiners can call everyone fat. <laughs> um, I thought that might have been a real controversial move, but... The feedback's been all right. Um, we had Vince McMahon defend his... Because he won the ECW and the Hardcore title during this month. Um, defends both titles against the debuting franchise, Shane Douglas, who unifies the title, and he takes the Hardcore title, throws it on the ground, the lineage of the Hardcore title, they can all kiss his ass. Um, we had Edge versus Tommy Dreamer and Tommy's about to win but the debuting Raven cost Tommy the match Uh, Goldberg versus Rick Rude's replacement in a barbed wire death match and the replacement is Cactus Jack who debuted technically so we've now seen all three faces of Foley after the match, Goldberg gets put in an ambulance and fired by Vince McMahon from the NWO, that is. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> Stone Cold uh, beat Sabu. Shawn Michaels lost to the debuting RVD. Uh, and then the main event was the Dudley Boys beating the Savage Animals for the tag titles. And then the post credit scene was the formation of Raven's flock with Raven, Canyon, Lash, LaRue, and Maven. Uh, any questions? Uh, I think having Raven is good because it lends yourself to a lot of um, possibilities and stuff. What I love about Raven is that, like, Historically, Raven never picked like top guys to be in his stable. He always picked like lower card, like jobbers and stuff to be in his flock because they were the ones that were the most desperate for a shot and the easiest for him to manipulate. And the best part about having the flock is that I can actually, I can do something with Lash LaRue now. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it's given me ideas of stuff to do with Maven and Lash LaRue. And, like, yeah, otherwise I would, they would just be sitting there doing nothing for me, to be honest. Um, For myself, we had St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Now, January, we did all the TV from the, oh, what's it called? Um, Manhattan Center? Yeah. In uh, where they used to do the old roars. Yeah. Now, then you said, hey, Chris, have no fans. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. Okay. Um, 
Well, it looks like I'm doing four weeks of TV from the ECW arena before I go to my pay-per-view at Philadelphia. Uh, um, now, the show was notable because um, it opens with uh, Jim Barnett, the commissioner, who introduces the uh, new executive board members. Firstly, Vern Gonya, who was in the Rumble the previous night, as well as Joey Styles. Uh, they basically go on to list a bunch of the uh, new recruits featured throughout the um, weeks on TV. Uh, also, the uh, final match of the Iron Sheik as he loses to Lance Storm. That was such a dirty move, but I loved it. <laughs> I had to start getting some in on you. Yeah. Uh, now, the uh, the women's... Where's... Uh, Deadly Games came down to uh, Awesome Kong versus Paige in the final with Paige getting the win going on to the WrestleMania match. Paige there. Paige how? Uh, in the main event, Brie Bella defeated Caitlin to retain her World Women's Championship. Now, was there any possibility it was going to be anyone other than Paige? Yes, but I was I looked at it and I went No, I can save it for later. So I'm saving the uh the affirmation second person for later. Someone not debuted by the sounds of things, humans, something to get excited about. Yeah. Uh, what about twists? Yes, twists for February were... February to Remembuary. Which was originally going to be the tagline because I thought it was bad, but one last stand made more sense. Um, WCW got a handpicked free agent, game changer, right there. That's all I wanted. All I needed mm-hmm. was that one opportunity and I grabbed him. And that was Brock Lesnar, by the way. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mum's Spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) One shot, one opportunity. Yep, yep, I get it. Uh, WWF got an extra twist from the month before, which was a first blood match again. So you got one in December, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not the worst gimmick. Um, Then you got an out-of-retirement card. I wonder who that could have been. Mm. <laughs> uh, Which, boy. like, kind of annoyed me, but I was already kind of moving past it anyway. Like, I'd already sort of moved on. Um, and WCW released Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Amazing Red, and Stephanie McMahon. And WCW picked up. Just remember who I dropped the month before. Glacier, Norman Smiley, someone I haven't debuted yet, and the Honky Tonk Man, who I dropped the month before. He's a Honky Tonk Man, he's a Honky Tonk Man, he's a Honky Tonk Man, he's a Honky Tonk Man. He's cool, he's cocky, he's bad. And uh, I'm hoping to discontinue this little game where I keep somehow pulling him out. Like, if I get him, I'm going to keep him for a month or two, and then I'm going to drop him all over again and just hope that I keep getting him back. 
Hmm, I need somebody to do jobs. Uh, honk. Oh, that's right, I released him. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, that was a lot of fun um, doing the ECW style pay-per-view. Like I watched a heap of like 90s ECW pay-per-views to <clears throat> make note of their format because like their pay-per-view po- format's so much different from other pay-per-views. Um, yeah, so the next month is month three, March, WrestleMania coming at you shortly and we had spring stampede uh we did that in the sportatorium in dallas texas we had a four-way tag team number one contender match for super bowl the hardys win that we had tommy dreamer beat canyon uh we had uh luna vachon win a number one contender match we had ddp Lose to Chris Jericho. Jericho moving to five on his lucky seven quest. RVD defending the ECW TV title against Jerry Lynn. Um, Jer- uh, RVD moved to five on his quest to the lucky seven because the ECW TV title also had that rule. Uh, the Steiner brothers beat Rikishi and the Wild Samoans. Uh, the Dudley boys beat the Von Eriks in the Dallas Sportatorium. That's hate, brother. We had Luger and the Dark Carnival, Muda and Vampiro, beating Farouk, Bossman and the Executioner. Um, we had Edge and Christian beating the team of The Rock and Stone Cold, and Edge and Christian get added to the tag team title match at Super Brawl. And Vince said he didn't need to add anyone to the main event because he has a horse in the race. Um, the main event was uh, the main event was uh, Michael Hayes defeating Shane Douglas for the Extreme Championship. And there's a few other matches on there, but. Yeah, we're really building up hard for Super Bowl, which was, um, yeah, it was just going to be a real big pay-per-view for me because I had a lot of plans heading into Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed your month three there. Now, WrestleMania (laughs) saw the end of uh, my uh, first phase, I guess you could say. Yeah, phase one of the the um, Chris CU. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, wow. Um, start off in the ECW arena for Raw where Triple H says, oh, after tonight, we'll never have to come back to this rat-infested new hotel hall again. Uh. <laughs> Uh, TV just features like a heap of um, new people seeing the debut of the Mexican Connection, the former Mexicals. Uh, Ron Balls making a few appearances as well as um, Felix Skipper and Kid Romeo. Uh, continuing on, uh, Head Cheese were in action, so a bit of focus on them. Uh, American Males and Chronic. Um, 
then the uh, I think that's it leading up to the pay-per-view and then yeah the pay-per-view itself from the Superdome New Orleans uh, light heavyweight contender where Justin Credible versus Taka Mishinoku where Justin Credible got the win uh, tag team number one contendership of Head Cheese versus the American Males versus Skipper and Romeo uh, triple threat uh, type scenario where uh, due to Val Venus on the outside, the American males got the win. Uh, women's number one contendership where uh, Jessica Havoc defeated Caitlin, and the world number one contendership where Mark Henry defeated William Regal. Uh, Pay per view portion itself saw. Um, uh, Super Crazy hit the Crazy Bomb on X-Pac to become the new light heavyweight champion. Um, <laughs> I forgot I did this. A hardcore championship scramble match. <laughs> Do you care to guess who I had in that? Uh, you might be on mute there. Yeah. Um, oh, amateur. Um, I I remember who wins it. Okay. I can't and, remember everyone though. So we had Antonio Inoki, then Axel Rodden. Uh, Inoki grabs a Singapore cane while Rodden grabs a chair. George the Animal still came out next. He lays out both men before beginning to feast on the turnbuckle. Uh, British Bulldog Dave Boy Smith was fourth in his street clothes. So. Uh, jeans, jacket, sort of late 90s looking. Uh, number five was the debuting Blue Meanie. Uh, so now that he's in the match, it officially begins. Rodden pins George, Bulldog pins Rodden, Anoki pins Bulldog. And with the clock running down, everyone's down the outside. Blue Meanie sneaks in, a Meanie Salt, one, two, three, new champion. Uh, European Championship where Fit Finley defeated China. Uh, Intercontinental Championship where Bret Hart defeated I, Mike Tyson. The World Tag Titles where uh, the Mexam Connection, Hooventu and Psychosis defeated the New Age Outlaws. The Women's Championship match where um, there we go, where Brie Bella, the champion, defeated Paige. Um, at one point, Brie rolls to the outside, crawls under the ring, calls out the other side and seems refreshed somehow, so commentary makes note of that. And then in the main event of uh, WrestleMania, a first blood match for the World Heavyweight Championship where Triple H, the champion, versus Taz, the Royal Rumble winner. Uh, Taz enters wearing his FTW Championship to ECW chance. Uh, 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 Triple H uh, Mistakenly hits a ref with a belt shot, then a crop shot, pedigree on the belt to Taz, and the ref crawls back and uh, sees Taz is bleeding and awards the victory to Triple H. Uh, you might be muted. 
Yeah, it's a bit stiff oh. that bunch. There you go. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, so a few of my questions I have are involved with. Um, well, first one I have is Brie Bella. Yeah. Right. Not changing the title of Mania was quite a shock. Yeah, I got long-term plans there. Yeah. Now, was this where you started doing the whole, uh, I don't want to say too much, but is this where you first started doing it, or have you done it earlier and I just missed it? No, this is the first time. Right. Right. Because there might have been other times where you could have quickly have just thrown something in there and I just didn't even notice that's what it was. But, yeah, all right, awesome. This is, um, yeah, the first at least prominent time that I've done it. I might have done it once prior, but this is the main one where I remember doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the big one. Um, Brad and Tyson, what a weird booking, and I love it so much. Um, where'd that come from? It was just sort of who's a work rate person who I can give the IC title to and where do I go from here sort of thing. And Tyson's good for a short title reign and maybe the occasional match, but he was never meant to hold it longer than a month. All right. So I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah. I, I really thought Mike Tyson was going to be like a long-term champion. No, not not at this stage anyway. <clears throat> oh my god, Chris. I can't believe such a startling revelation. You know what else is startling? Stinky balls! Yeah! Make your balls not stink bad. Now back to the show. Thanks for our sponsor once again. Um, yes, it is important that you don't get stinky balls or rotten balls, I guess. Oh, man, that's where I should have placed that. <laughs> oh, bugger. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Um. Yeah, so was there any thought to pull the trigger on Taz? A little, but I think... Because I thought it was a certainty. I thought for sure, thought for sure, Bree was losing and Trips was losing, and they both won. I think with the the long-term plan that I've got in place, that's with the course corrections I've made is sort of where I'm trying to stick to now. Yeah. Slowly working its way back on track. Yeah, and was what was the biggest problems, now that we're finally here at WrestleMania, what are the biggest problems that losing Sean caused to this card? Like, where where are the biggest changes? Where were the biggest issues? So, like, I was going to pull the trigger on... DX having the gold a lot sooner. I was going to um, have him sort of have to work his way through everyone at various pay-per-views leading up to Mania. Yeah. 
but then like his um his last uh challenge would have been the rumble going into mania um so that's where sort of um it was either hmm do i book somebody i've already got or do i book uh somebody new for the rumble winner to go here um and with that came the um the things of oh well now i've got dx who were going to sort of have these little short reigns here and there and now where do I put them and trying to just it wasn't so much of um a lot of things it was more so his this one domino and I've just bumped it and everything sort of fell <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's where a lot of things like I think for that first month or two I was sort of yeah, yeah, still cruisy because nothing's really set yet. Sean was going to lose his smile in a sense and disappear and then come back at King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, and would you say, like, yeah, that Sean thing really threw you off, like caused a lot of problems for you for the entire year? Yeah, because Sean would have been coming back. He probably would have faced... Um would have faced uh let's see payback probably would have faced uh x Pac at payback would have faced the outlaws at no mercy would have been either on the champs side if i'd done champs or on team wwf against team dx for survivor series yeah uh, maybe face china at new year's revolution yeah. And depending on if I had Tyson at the time, he would have faced Tyson at SummerSlam. Yeah. So from uh, coming back at King of the Ring, possibly winning King of the Ring against Brett, having either a rematch at Battleground or SummerSlam, and then working his way through to New Year's Revolution, knocking down every member of DX so he could enter the Rumble, <laughs> then entering the Rumble... Winning the Rumble from number one <laughs> and going on to main event WrestleMania. Wow. Chris, how did you ever get out of that conundrum? But before we find out more about other conundrums, I'd just like to take a moment to talk about those bookstores in a really rural town that you never see anyone buy books from, but it's like the longest running store in the main street. <clears throat> we don't know how you do it, but good on you, Stephen Tapsell, and good on you, all other bookstores that curiously still exist. Now back to the show. I have to have a big rant one day about how the fuck that bookstore in Rutherglen, like makes any money at all and they always get renovated and shit like that like never see anyone in there anyway they're still opposite the silver key aren't they yeah 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 how long's it been since you were in rutherglen <laughs> too long yeah exactly and it's still going man anyway um, yeah yeah um, so that's sean thing man yeah because i would have had uh, if I bring it up here, I probably would have had, depending on where I had X-Pac at the time, because I still would have had 
If I didn't lose Sean, I wouldn't have had the hardcore title that early, let's just say. Yeah. So I could have had X-Pac win the light heavyweight title. Yeah. Sort of gloat over Sean that he's a champion. He's not um, Yeah. working to, yeah, the Outlaws having tag gold, trying to two-on-one Sean in a handicap match. Yeah. Going against up against Team DX, maybe not winning, getting eliminated by China, so then he has to defeat China at New Year's Revolution. So it it was a lot of things that I had, yeah, planned out. <laughs> because, like, as the first main ended with um, Booker T as world champ, um, going off the air of the first WrestleMania, I was like, okay, I'm starting to get things in place now, you know, and um, yeah, Booker T versus Terry gone. Funk for the <laughs> for the end of the um first mania, and yeah, it's it's gone. <laughs> yeah, and it's gone. Because I had, yeah, everything set up for that. If I had that, going into SummerSlam, the Outlaws would have won gold shortly after against the Road Warriors. Yeah. Once we left Chicago, X-Pac would have won a battleground in the light heavyweight series. Um, so then that just leaves China could have challenged some point for the IC title. Yeah, it just, it put everything out of whack for me in the long run. Yeah. Um, I suppose what twist did we get following, uh, WrestleMania. Uh, WCW drew a random free agent, which was Jamie Noble, and WWF got a random free agent, a three-for-one deal, the Main Street Posse. Yeah. Go Main Street. Hell yeah. I'm all about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I might as well delve into this Super Brawl thing. This one was a pretty big one for me as well. Um, we had well the NWO at the time, Batista, Giant, Vince, and Shane beating the Filthy Animals. We had Chris Jericho unifying the TV titles over Rob Van Dam and hitting the Lucky Seven. That, that's what opened the show. Um, my whole game plan for this show was to put as much stuff as possible in between Jericho's match at the start and the main event at the end so you'd almost forget that Jericho had the lucky seven so you wouldn't even be thinking about Jericho cashing in for the main event yeah yeah that's like why like in the middle here like we had a four-way women's number one contender match and Michelle McCool looks like she's gonna win and I was like fuck it let's bring back Layla Surprise return there. That'll keep your mind off Jericho. Yeah. We had Ken Shamrock break Meng's ankle. That'll t- And then Shane McMahon's ankle. So that storyline was sort of going for a few months with Shane and Shamrock. Um, we had Kane and Papa Shango destroy Muda and Vampiro. That was Kane's in-ring debut. We had Trish Stratus defend the title against Luna. Uh, DDP await. Uh, he'd been stalked for the past few months. How could I forget to talk about this? 
obviously I just blatantly stole the way DDP debuted in the WWF and just turned it around against him. Like how DDP debuted stalking the Undertaker's wife. I turned that around on DDP and this time it was gold dust. So another thing, all these things were strategically placed to make you forget about Chris Jericho. That's all that's the whole goal of this show was to make you was to get Jericho to seven and make you forget about him. And we had a, a death match with uh, New Jack defending his title successfully against Cactus Jack. We had Tommy Dreamer losing to Raven and being forced to join the flock. We had Lex Luger lose to the Undertaker in Undertaker's debut match. Uh, the Ministry beat down uh, Sting and Muda and Vampiro and Luger, but they get saved by the debuting Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, yeah, another that was another thing completely designed to make you forget. Um, we had a triple threat TLC tag championship match, Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys. The Dudleys win, and afterwards the Road Warriors debut and have a stare down with the Dudleys. Another crazy thing that was just designed to make you forget. And then we go into this. Uh, Rock versus Austin. A winner's just not happening here. Both men have kicked out of each other's finishes. And then Vince McMahon comes down, throws a chair. Now, do you know what I was trying to reference here? I was trying to reference WrestleMania 17 when Austin turned heel and joined up with Vince. And I was trying to deliberately make everyone, especially you, Chris, I was trying to make you think that Austin was going to get the chair and hit the rock with it because that's exactly what they did when they turned Austin heel at WrestleMania 17. And this whole thing was a WrestleMania 17 tribute. Anyway... And then Austin kicks the chair away after The Rock already kicked the chair away. And at this point, I'm sure you were confused, I hope. <laughs> um, I thought you'd uh, drafted um, Earl Hebner, perhaps, the horse <laughs> in the race. Um, Earl picks up the chair. Oh, his head rock. Oh, his head stoke off. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, then W.O. come down, Batista and uh, Big Show, uh, the giant. Um, they beat down Rock and Austin, and then Paul Heyman comes out, introduces his client because he knew this would happen. Brock Lesnar comes out, and he attacks Heyman. It's a swerve, bro. And I didn't even draw Russo time for this one. And then... Uh, the NWO beat down both Rock and Austin. They point towards the stage, and it's Jericho cashing in his lucky seven, and Jericho beats the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night to become the undisputed champion of the world. Um, then after the match, uh, Vince forces Edge to kick Christian now, the NWO, for losing, and then the NWO's no more. And it's now the Ruthless Aggression Era, which is a stable formed of people who were top guys in the Ruthless Aggression Era. 
And that's kind of the motto there. And Jericho asks Vince to hand him a little bit of the bubbly to end the show. Um, so this yeah. was a really big one. Like, yeah, Goldust debuting, Jake Roberts debuting, the Road Warriors debuting that I got in a trade. I will not disclose who I traded the Road Warriors for yet. For yet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Four yet. Hmm. Um, anyway, um, so this was like a really big one. I really like, my goodness, did I change plans on this a lot. I forgot to talk about this at Starcade. The original plan for Starcade was The Rock was meant to get promised a title shot by Austin the night after Starcade. And this was after I picked up The Rock from R Block. And I was originally going to have Rock say, like, yeah, I helped you out, but you have to give me a title shot tomorrow night. And Austin will agree. And Rock turns heel and joins NWO and wins the title. But I was like, I spent all year building up Austin to win the belt. I can't have him lose it in one night. It's just like kind of fucked up a little bit. Then I was like, then it was like, all right, I'll get him to Super Brawl and then I'll do it with Rock. Because like I told you before, my original plan was Cena. And then I was like, oh, it's way too obvious to do it with Rock. It's got to be Jericho now. So that's, yeah. And originally my plan for Jericho was to slowly build him up. Like maybe by, if there's a year four, he would have been in the main event scene. But, but um, I was like, oh, bugger it. I don't think anyone will see it coming. Yeah. Should I uh, talk about Backlash? I really think you should. Well, not so much backlash. How about the Raw after Mania? Please do. Uh, so let's see. What do we have here? Oh, uh, Taz has granted a rematch at backlash in a steel cage match against Triple H. Uh, oh, this will be fun. The Mexam Connection talk backstage about the importance of Lucha Libre. Mentioned they met Rosita and Sarita in Dixieland. Uh, and once they joined up, they were in talks with one VKM. <laughs> uh, but he was told they would be gardeners and maids. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, let's see. What else do we have on here? Because there is a lot. Uh, Jeff Jarrett arrives backstage. Friends got uh, Joel Gert and it calls him slap nuts. Uh, Finley and Regal agree to a European rematch. Uh, Kurt and Deborah arrive and us- ushered into a backstage locker room. Uh, Nokiaism is in the ring following a commercial piss. They start tearing apart the ring. Uh, uh, demand a rematch. Uh, BWO come down. Uh, so it's a rematch for the Hardcore Championship uh, where Noki and uh, Blue Meanie, uh, down on the ground. All the seconds ringside have either broad backstage or uh, out in the crowd. 
and the crouching. Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert. Spear to Anoki, takes off his jacket and shows a BWO top, pulls Meanie on top of Anoki, one, two, three, and Meanie retains. Uh, in the ring, debuting free count, Shannon Moore and Gregory Helms <laughs> with their manager, Albert, versus Skipper and Romeo. Uh, so, this is where. Uh, Elix Skipper turns on Kid Romeo. Uh, post-match free count win. Go to go up the ramp. But uh, Elix Skipper begins to attack Kid Romeo. So Helms and Moore run in for the save. Uh, and Elix Skipper sort of goes to run backstage. Um, uh, when Joel Gertner questions Brie Bella about what happened at the pay-per-view, she says, I guess it could be magic. <laughs> uh, tag team match where Con- uh, Chronic take on the Boogie Knights. Again, we see the Dancing Duck. Uh, Anokiism, Hamada and Nakano take on Havoc and Kong. Uh, oh, here's the good part. Howard Finkel welcomes the Chose One, Jeff Jarrett, uh, who says, Listen up, slap nuts. I'm the Chose One of professional wrestling. Kurt and Deborah come down. Um, so uh, he says the time for talking is over it's time for ruthless aggression as the referee slides in and we have an impromptu match the crowd is red hot as Kurt uh, Kurt has his guard down Jeff lifts his hand and with his pinky finger taps Kurt who falls like a man shot with a large gun and casually pins Kurt one two three the fans are livid as Deborah uh, Devra hands Jeff the mic uh, as he helps Kurt up. Yeah, fell for it. You all fell for it. See, we are more united than ever thanks to this man, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So, uh, pretty much shows that Hulk is now the leader of Immortal. She's uh, um, BCW representative Joey Styles announces the acquisition to face Head Cheese. The FBI, the ECW champs, defending under Freebird rules. Uh, Trace Smothers, Tony Mumluke, Lil Nunzio, Big Nunzio. Uh, again, for anyone just tuning in, uh, not using their G-word name that they went by in ECW. It's a racial slur to the Italian-American community. Uh, main event here. Uh, Triple H is celebrating in the ring with DX. Mark Henry comes out on the stage as he's now the next number one contender. All of DX except Triple H go up on the rampway to stop Mark Henry from going down the ring. Uh, but then Triple H is jumped from behind by an army of masked men uh, and Mark Henry just begins to knock down everyone on the rampway, gets in the ring, uh, unmasking all the balaclavas one by one uh, to reveal... D'Lo Brown, Elix Skipper, Kay Quick, Jacqueline Moore, and manager Teddy Long, along with Stevie Ray and Booker T. This is a Hall of Pain. That's what we do. You're muted. Yeah, I know. It's a nice button. Oh, my God. I need it. I'm not allowed to eat and podcast anymore because I forget to turn my mute button off. Fucking idiot I am. 
Um, uh, yeah, I never saw that coming, the Hall of Pain thing. That's not what I was expecting. I was expecting something else. And you knew I was expecting something else. Did I? Because I, I pretty much like said to you to do that something else when I gave you that something else. Oh, yeah. No, they're still around. They're somewhere. Yeah. Um, Might see them in a week or two, month or two. I hope so. Year or two. But, <laughs> but um, the fact that I that you didn't do what I told you to do is the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's not even my pay-per-view, just things of note on the pay-per-view, pretty much all the champions retaining, except for Finley. Who loses to Regal. Uh, Immortal had a trios match that they won, and uh, the FBI defended the ECW tag titles against Chronic, the tag team. Uh, Other than that, yeah, pretty non-eventful month. I said to you, I'm putting everything into Raw. Does that matter? And you said, nope. No, I'd, I'd prefer you to do that for that month. That's exactly what I would do if I was in your sitch. Um, all right, so the so twists for YouTube month, month five. Uh, May. We, better, we better talk about the twist for April first. What did I say? May. May. Oh yeah, um, April. I got a random free agent. I don't think she's showed up yet. I can't remember. I know that she shows up. Either month six or month seven. I, d- I think it's month seven, so I better be safe and not say it. Okay. Um, PMS. <laughs> That's my hint. Has she showed up yet? Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, we had a random trade. Now, can we talk about this? Uh, I think so. I, I guess we can because is. because we named her as part of the people that you're putting up for grabs in the shake-up. So I guess we can do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Blackman got traded to WCW and Madison Rain got drafted to the WWF, which was kind of annoying because uh, I forgot to talk about earlier, like... I'm debuting this whole Moulin Maurice Maurice thing with like her and the beautiful people and like her male stripper and Rick Rude and uh yeah, he's gonna have a friend and all that sort of stuff. Um so yeah, um losing her was tough, but eh, it's not gonna change things too much. Uh, I forgot to talk about the fact that by about month three, Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash had all been, like, injured, taken out, and, like, kicked out of the NWO. And there's a strategy going on. You haven't noticed? Brock Lesnar, quote-unquote, broke Stone Cold's neck. Pretty much all the people that were main guys the year before, uh like kayfabe injured at the moment because I'm using 
that is a chance to establish all the like we got so many new people at the moment that I'm at least using that as an excuse to establish the new guys. Yep. So all the big stars are out for the for a minute, but we got we still got a lot of big stars left. All right, May. May was a thing I just did on the fly, kind of, and it was the Kumite tournament, Bloodsport. I've had this in my back pocket, the heavyweights a shoot style tournament. Um, just a MMA style thing for my Thunderground, which I debuted a few months ago. Uh, basically, the whole synopsis of this is that the Rock cost Big Show the television title and the pay-per-view, and Norman Smiley's the television champ. Um, Maurice challenged uh, Trish Stratus beat Molina, and then afterwards Maurice challenged Trish, and Brock Lesnar won the Hoss title. That's the basic synopsis there, and um, Chris Jericho got interrupted at the very end by a mysterious code, and for anyone that takes note. The code was D twelve nine six five. When it's time for the reveal, I will explain what everything means. Mm. Yeah, one day. One day. Um, shall I talk about month five? Talk about it. So opening. Opening of Raw week one, we saw uh, Al Snow walk into the locker room, sees a note placed next to head and reads it. Dear Al, I got a call from the boss of Cobb County. I'm moving to Georgia. Head cheese is dead, just like your guardian angel pepper. <laughs> Alex is trying not to laugh at that one. Um... Taz is demanding meeting with Jim Barnett, saying, Survive if I let you. The King of the Ring tournament begins, as well as announcing a queen of the tournament that takes place over TV. Nothing really of note that I can see there. No, so we go into the Queen of the Ring. We'll see Alicia Fox versus Caitlin, and then Jacqueline Moore versus Rosita. King of the Ring is Hulk Hogan versus Terry Funk. Roddy Piper versus Pat O'Connor. Barry, uh, Brian Adams versus Marcus Bagwell. And Mil Mascarez versus D'Lo Brown. Um, where are we? Uh, so the pay-per-view is all just um, tournament matches, but on the heat segment, free count uh, lose to the Hall of Pain. Mark Henry, Booker T, and Stevie Ray. Uh, Queen of the Ring final sees Alicia Fox versus Jacqueline Moore. Bella joins commentary saying that um, she has a friend to protect herself now, which is Alicia Fox from the earlier match. Um, tries to help her taking shortcuts, but uh, with Teddy Long ringside, Jacqueline Moore uh, wins with a small package. Uh, we cut backstage to see Joel Gertner um, 
saying that Jim Barnett was found unconscious and is being loaded into an ambulance. We'll bring you more when we have more. Uh, and then King of the Ring final, Hulk Hogan versus D'Lo Brown. Triple H is on commentary, saying uh, no matter what, no matter who wins, there's no match for the Cerebral Assassin. Duh, 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 duh. Uh, Hogan goes for the uh, leg drop, but D'Lo gets out of the way. D'Lo hits a sky high and wins, so D'Lo wins King of the Ring. As Triple H gets up, he's jumped by Taz, and uh, security chases. Uh, jump by Taz and Team Taz as security chases, chases them off. Uh, Taz debuting Team Taz this month on TV. That is the Mean Street Posse after he was cruising the mean streets of uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. Hmm. What a curious statement to ponder on. But before we ponder more about these beautiful statements by Chris... I'd like to talk about frozen packages of food sent to your house every week for just the absurd price of $350. You can order a week's worth of frozen food that have absolutely no flavor. Just use discount code, go fuck yourself. Now back to the show. I'm not the... I'm not the quickest improviser, okay? I'm just, like, going on dog walks, like, making up commercials as I'm walking. Um, I like frozen food, but that's a bit pricey. But with a discount, <laughs> go fuck yourself, it's not. Exactly. Use it, humans. Um, yeah. So, uh, new king of the ring, new queen of the ring. Uh, yeah. Uh, commissioner uh, out of action. Stuff. Yeah, um, I have my suspicions, but... Uh, I'm not entirely certain. Good. I like it when you're not certain. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, If I was you, I would be like, all right, whoever the new person is I'm picking up from the shake-up, that's who it is. (laughs) And what's Winter doing? (laughs) Oh, my God, it's winter. Winter hair. How did you do that? Oh my god, it's Tamatonga. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, let's talk about the twist from that month. I was so surprised that D-Lo won the King of the Ring, and I was so happy you did that. You're dealing with the real deal. Yeah, goddamn right. That was so good. I was so happy that he beat Hogan. Oh, that was so good. Um... <laughs> Alrighty. So May, Jesus, we only just recorded this not long ago. Um, you got a block card. Hooray! I got a retirement card. Oh no! Mister Fuji, the spiritual advisor, is gone forever. Gift well, me with your it, presence. Well, at least until Chris gets him in in some unretirement card. Wait, sure. don't I have to choose my own twist? Yeah, you could have him if you wanted. <laughs> I'll think, think about he, it. I'll think he, about it. Who would he work with? Oh, yeah. Obviously who he would work with. Oh, I'm an idiot for not even realising straight away. Um, 
Uh, WCW released Lacey Von Erich and the Honky Tonk Man. And WCW picked up two people you will see in month seven. One of them you will see month seven, week one. You get the you get the scoops here, folks. Yeah. Sounds very good. I suppose it's time to talk about month six. Battleground versus Great American Bash. Forgot for a second. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Um, so we had the Freebirds versus Shiki Baby and the Steiners. Uh, everyone's new favorite trios team, I would hope. Uh, <laughs> They're only together because of how funny I think it would be just to listen to them cut promos together. One running around barking, the other two incoherently rambling. Oh, so good. Uh, we had Goldust beat Danny Pay in a bull rope match. We had Sting beat Boss Man. Next month, Sting's going to take on Farouk. This is Sting taking on each member of the Ministry in one-on-one matches on pay-per-view before he's allowed to fight The Undertaker. Um, Trish uh, versus Madame Maurice. Trish wins after the beautiful people try to get involved, but a debuting Mickey James comes in and helps Trish and gets rid of the beautiful people, and the following month is going to be a five-way between Trish, Mickey, Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, and Maurice. Uh, we had a Battle Bowl Battle Royal, which was basically won by the Sting. Um, in that match, the Rock cost Batista the match and helped reunite Rikishi and Yoko. Backpedaling humans. Um, what else did we have? We had Cactus Jack lose to New Jack in a scaffold match for the Extreme title. We had the Hardy Boys win the tag titles in a Hell in a Cell match. We had Edge beat Leader for the US title. That was a total last-minute booking by me. And we had Chris Jericho beat Sting for the world title in the main event. And we're setting up this whole Shane McMahon is poor as hell thing. Which I started setting I I didn't start setting up. I wrote before the Baron Corbin thing, which is my favorite thing in wrestling. So I don't know, maybe I'm just a big fan of people losing all their happiness. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big evil bastard. Um Lost is small. Yeah, and well ne- the next month's gonna be Bash at the Beach and I've got Lesnar versus Steve Blackman booked already for it, which might have been a dumb decision because Blackman's up for grabs this month. But I can, I've can, i got backup plans anyway. Mm, maybe we could work out a deal. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, geez, for myself, Battleground sort of focused on the the uh, light heavyweights. Uh, we had uh, 
on the first week of Raw, Vern Gagne come out saying that uh, Barnett uh, was attacked in his office. There's no TV footage. He's in a stable condition. However, he's in a coma, so he can't tell us who attacked him. Uh, emergency meeting of the executive board have granted me, that's Vern Gagne, uh, executive powers as acting WWF commissioner. Uh, first act is to suspend Taz for a month. Uh, look into the legality of the team Taz contracts. Also, given his uh, relationship to Taz, ECW representative uh, Joey Styles will have a review of his conduct, which uh, led into him being removed from the executive board and now is just a locker room consultant. Yeah, that's really good. I uh, love that stuff. Also had, um, where am I, Hall of Pain. Uh, main event segment of week one was Hall of Pain. Mark Henry saying that he's challenging for the world championship at SummerSlam. Jacqueline's challenging for the world titles. Booker Teen, Stevie Ray will be entering the hunt for gold. K-Quick is entering the hardcore division. Felix Skipper is entering the global lightweight series. So what about D-Lo Brown, I hear you ask? Tell him, D-Lo. D-Lo goes on to say, SummerSlam, I want to be the first Eurocontinental champion. That's right. I'm challenging both the European and the Intercontinental champion in a freeway dance because you're dealing with the real deal. Uh, later on in the month, FBI hold a sit-in protest where they get told by uh, Fern Gagne if they want to act like renegades and they'll be treated as such. Now and you'll defend your title every night against mystery opponents and you have to name your two defending members before the match. Um, so that sort of uh, continues on there. Going into the uh, Global Lightweight Series, we had Ricky Steamboat versus Tucker Mishinoku, which Tucker won. Uh, Alex Wright versus Gregory Sugar Shane Helms, which Helms won. Jushin Thunderliger versus Kid Romeo, which Kid Romeo won, and Al Snow versus Elix Skipper, which uh, Elix Skipper won. Going on to the second round, Tucker defeated Helms, and Skipper defeated Romeo in a match with the former tag team partners. In the final, Elix Skipper defeated Tucker Mishinoku for his future championship match. Very, very good. Yeah, so next month, which uh, has been announced on the two previous shows, is In Your House 2, Tokyo. Yeah, that's going to be good. Coming from Nip Nikon Budokan Hall. Yeah, and I'm going to surprise Chris next month because I accidentally went too hard on an odd-numbered month. Oh, boy. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... May have ridden things the wrong way around. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe next month's show should have been this month's show and vice versa. Yeah, it's all right. But that happens. Um, I'm sure WWF can handle a little competition next month. Um, the So the twists for June, WCW drew a wellness violation for big... Daddy Cool, Kevin Nash. Oh. And WWF got a brand new twist 
the that doesn't work for me brother twist which is something uh so you hang on to that and just before i'm about to start a match you can say that doesn't work for me and i have to reverse the result so let's just say for instance sake i'm doing chris jericho chris jericho versus norman smiley like that one time i did Lash LaRue versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the world title on Nitro <laughs> in a cage match. Like, that would have been perfect if you just went, that doesn't work for me, brother, and then I pretty much forced myself into having to make Lash LaRue the world champion because it was a steel cage match. There's no disqualifications, no count-outs. There's none of that to opt out on. If I want Lash LaRue to win, he has to win the title. What happens if you realise I'm going to do it, so you have Stone Cold losing the title, and I go, that doesn't work for me, and you're like, thanks. Yeah, to be fair, like the, I was thinking about the flaw in this twist, and it's the fact that you don't actually know what the original plan is. What we're gonna show you, show you the plan at the end uh, of the show. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'll just have to provide proof that then then the question is, how do you know that that person just didn't write two separate things and showed one showed one that they had written just to so they could get oh, anyway. I think we're it. pretty honest. Yeah, I'm not. And I don't think turn. we have enough time to write out like 17 different scenarios for a pay per view. I'm struggling so hard just to write one Rumble match. Um, so we got a Ragnarok Rumble coming soon. So I'm doing a pay per view called the Ragnarok Rumble, and it's an interesting concept. And as of this, uh, as of right now, the whole gimmick to this is. Four people start off in the ring, just like a THQ, like WrestleMania 2000, WCW, NWO, Revenge, Royal Rumble match or Battle Royal, where four people would start off, one in each corner. Anyway, the twist is eliminate by pinfall submission over the top rope or handcuffs. Nah, just kidding. (laughs) Um, Um... the, the Ragnarok twist. Rambo. The Ragnarok Rambo. <laughs> um, the twist is that tag teams and stables can enter as one entrant. And I've got a lot of tag teams and I've got a lot of stables. And here's the scoop. <clears throat> you wanted me to do World War Three? I've done one better. Because as of this writing, there's 61 wrestlers in this rumble. <laughs> Oh man, um, it's there's not many other matches on that card, by the way. I've literally just done the bare minimum eight. Ooh. Sounds good. Um, where do we go now? Do we go to uh, twist or do we go to uh, shake up? Or there's that other thing we talked about. The celebrity draft. Oh, yeah. Have you put any thought into who you want? How many I'm... picks do I get again? Two. 
I know one. All right. Now, with this and the shake-up, we will not be saying the people's names out loud. Just keep some excitement for the listener. But I will try to uh, make appropriate reactions. Do you need help? Think. Do you need a bit more time to think of another celeb? Because we can do it later if you want. I got two. I got one that I have a lot of use for and one that I can use sporadically. Yeah, in the short term. Yeah. As long as they've showed up on a wrestling show in some way, shape, or form, that's fine. All right. uh, You can go first if you want. You can type it into the chat. (laughs) (laughs) How obscure can it be? It can be as obscure as you want. Mine aren't, but... Hypothetically, would Joffa count? When the fuck was Joffa on? He was a manager on MCW during like 2011, 2012 for a number of shows. Do you want Joffa? Do you do you really want Joffa? <laughs> Probably not. Let me look at my roster. Uh, if you really want him, you can have him. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe not. I'm just gonna have a quick looky loo for a moment. I mean, if you didn't put a, a certain someone up for the shake-up, <coughs> I can think of a fe- female celebrity that would have been perfect for you. Yeah, but I already used her at WrestleMania, and I'm getting rid of her main antagonist, so there's not really much point for me. Um, there's someone that's had a match against a leader of a faction who got famous in the same sport as... A certain member of DX has had a match against one of your commentators before. I know that mm. I think you could book him versus that member of DX at WrestleMania. Oh. I mean, I'd say no to him because he had, well, he's. I was going to say smiling politely, but he's in charge of a company. At least I don't think picked up the reference that I was putting down. That Billy? Oh, yeah, I just picked it up just as you sent it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be a fun one. Like, I mean, he could feud with a mortal because Jarrett and stuff. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think who I can put people with as well. Is Dixie Carter a celebrity? (laughs) I'd say no, because she's not known outside the wrestling world for anything other than that. Um... I mean, I mean those two guys I sent you photos of the other day. 
Like, at least they'd be believable if you put them in matches. Yeah, I'm also thinking of managers and stuff as well. Um, no. I mean, can I defer to you to choose first if you want? Uh, done. My first choice is not a surprise at all. I would assume you're not surprised in the slightest. No, I was going to take them, but then it just became, I can put them with one faction to do stuff. But There's one person you could really put him with. I think we're both thinking the same thing. Other than that, what am I going to do? Yeah. I've got a I've got Starcade plans already. <laughs> and he is officially in the roster. I mean Oh my god. Um okay. I know who I want. All right. I can't think of their real name, so I'm just going to send you their uh, stage name. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You can tell me yes or no. And I'll tell you the show they appeared on if you don't remember. No, it was Dynamite. Okay. Does it get the thumbs up? You want them both? And yeah. that's your two picks? Oh. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Have them with one pick. <laughs> I'll even let them stay on the one piece of paper. <laughs> I won't even split them up. I'm really curious as to what the hell you're going to do with them. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Your second celebrity. (laughs) All right. I'm not going to spell out his full name because I've had the worst time trying to write it, write it out, at least for the piece of paper. Okay. It is J-A-Y space L-E-N-O. (laughs) No? (laughs) It is... Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, my man. Yeah, uh, I was... There you go. Um, three people that have been on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. four people that have been on TNT. Oh, my goodness, Yeah. You're right. Wow. Um, I could go one of two ways with this. I could either choose somebody. <laughs> I've got two choices in mind. I have somebody who's a serious wrestler that I could put in the ring occasionally, like sparingly. Yeah. Or... 
I can choose somebody who's a good mouthpiece and would be a good manager. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I won't even say it out loud, but I feel like that second option's already covered by a first pick. Just give me a moment. I want to have a look at my roster for the possible pairing that I'd have with that person. Um... Like I'm legitimately using both my guys in like big matches <laughs> and probably a decent little run. Um, where could I put him? Hmm, I know. I could put um sit there for a moment, X Pac, as I just Google this person if they actually were on wrestling or not. I'm just trying to think if they were, it'll say what they Oh my god, I already have the program in mind. Never mind, I don't have to look it up. <laughs> Very good. Sounds okay. promising. <laughs> You're going to laugh. Are you looking at chat? I'm looking. There we go. Honestly, that's... I've been waiting for you to say it. <laughs> yep. Thought about it. Definitely thought about it. But, yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that's who you would pick. And the fact that it took you so long to come up with that was the most surprising part. It was more confirming what I could do. Yeah. Uh, what's next? The hmm. Rambo? I mean, the shake-up? Rambo. Uh, probably this. One last one. Why not? Chris, I really do wonder what it would have been like if that plan had worked out. Obviously, I didn't find a situation where that made sense, so I was playing it now. Speaking of plans, you should plan to go buy yourself a steak. Now back to the show. All right, that's the last one. Got got through them all. Didn't find a situation where I could have squeezed that in where it made sense. I'm still (laughs) disappointed you didn't put in one about losing the title belt or having a crappy meal after winning the title. (laughs) Why do I keep forgetting about that? All right. So I've got a couple of things that we need to do first before we get into the real fun stuff. Got a few questions. Ooh. Got a few questions. Listener questions sent in anonymously. Um. (coughs) Uh, not all Warwick, not all Warwick. I actually got a new listener to Fugs. Um, anyway, yeah, shout out to that guy that uh, got me hooked on Pokemon Go again for the first time in five years, jerk. Pokemon anyway. Is a thing still? It's all about no, Pokemon Unite now. I don't know what that is, anyway. It's like oh. League, League of Legends, but with Pokemon. Ooh. Curious. Anyhow. Curious. All right. 
Uh, Craig Scan wants to know who you think is the observers, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter's top five of the year in bugs. So you have, so you both pick a top five that includes both feds. Now I have the benefit of reading these questions and preparing my answers. You do not. So while you um, think about. Your answers, I'll give my answers first to give you a bit of time. So my top five of both feds. Number five, Ken Shamrock. Number four, Brie Bella. Number three, Triple H. Number two, Stone Cold. Number one, Shawn Michaels. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha. Brie. Stone Cold, Sean, Triple H, Sting. He has had a really good year. How did I not put him on there? I think it's because I wanted to put more of your guys on there. Maybe. Triple H, uh, Sting's had a really good year. Um, I accidentally wrote Stung. Um, <laughs> The big stung. <laughs> the big stung. Uh, Josh Potter wants to know what Fruity's main event would be for next Mania and what Chris's main event would be for the next Starcade. Now, this is... Now, I have, like, kind of two answers here. Like, one based on current storylines and then one based on what I would do if I had full creative control. All right. So, based on... Co- Current storylines, I look forward to Chris like listening to this and being like, all right, I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen now. <laughs> um, I can either see like the main event of Mania being Mark Henry versus Hulk Hogan or possibly Triple H versus Hogan. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen now after our discussion earlier. Um, what would I do if I was booking the show myself? I would probably build for a full year around Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. I'm a heel booker. I would probably have Bret Bret trying to chase Kurt for a full year and have them go for an hour in the main event of Mania because why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah, and I I think that's something you got. I I don't blame you for not doing yet because you like kind of got to save like a couple of things. I burnt through a lot of dream matches in my first year and I regret it big time. Yeah. So how about you? What do I think you're doing? Probably take a sting. (laughs) What would I want you to do? Yeah. Hmm. Take a versus stings definitely happening humans. (laughs) Like it's obviously happening. That doesn't work for me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I honestly like I don't know who's going to win that match yet. So <laughs> so if you did that I was rewriting like, this until this morning and I'm finally happy with it and now this does work for me. Yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Um I think what would I build up to? So at the moment you've got Jericho Yeah, it's hard. 
to say Jericho, maybe Jericho um, Steiner, if you want to split off Steiner, Jericho, huh. Jericho um, Michaels, Jericho Edge. Mm. Someone's starting to see through my bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me just say... Uh, the world title will be in the main event. And Taker versus Sting, Sting's world title match at the Great American Bash will be his last chance. Well, that was his last chance at the world title for a while. So I highly doubt that the world title will be involved in Taker versus Sting. And I'm taking a massive gamble on what my main event's going to be. And I really don't think I'm picking... Oh, anyway. Um, I, I, I just need to shut up or else I'll spoil something I shouldn't. Uh, Clint Bobsky wants to know who you'd draft number one overall if both rosters started over. If we were to do this all over again. That's a really good question. Uh, I would still probably draft Stone Cold first up because that's like instant credibility. If I could start again, I would try to get Kurt a bit quicker. Yeah. Because I was letting him drop and I should have known better than to let him drop. Um, um with the faction draft, I wish I drafted then WO as a faction instead of the horseman. And I just wish I went full-on Attitude Era straight out of the gate. I also regret missing out on Harlem Heat. It was just <laughs> dumb by me. That was so dumb. You never know. You'll get them one day. <laughs> How, um, we can probably disclose this. I, I went pretty hard trying to get them off you recently. <laughs> Again, yes. <laughs> I literally offered you four people for them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't say yes yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, for myself, if if we're talking both drafts, um, Jericho, Christian, Taz, Brett, um, Angle, Batista, those are probably the six I'd try to get to build around just as single stars. How the fuck did we not draft? How did we not draft Batista in the first one? Like, he was a free agent for a few months. I think because that initial Hall of Fame class wasn't announced, was it? It was. because. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, because the Bellas were drafted. Mm. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I thought we were only drafting one woman each pick. I know, and then I felt bad. I'm like, here, have Gal Kim. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I so could do so much with Gal Kim. Uh, I feel bad here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. I I suppose on that, do you have a number one woman that you'd try to draft first? You said the Bellas? A Bella in particular, Nikki, I should have gone harder for. I I still probably would have gone... Trish straight out of the gate, to be honest. Um, I, maybe maybe I would let you take 
Trish and maybe I would just take Lita and Nikki Bella and build around that. Yeah, I'm still happy. I'm just trying to think, when did I get... Um, I had Paige pretty early on, but I think that was with the women's supplemental draft. Um, yeah. Who did I take from the Hall of Fame? Jacqueline, Wendy... Um, Kelly Kelly I I took like other than China um, Bellas and Alundra Blaze like Alundra and Wendy were sort of my two main women for those early few months until we got that supplemental draft and I got the Bellas back from injury yeah um, um Next one, Corey Rhodes wants to know who's the best heel and face on each other's show. Uh, for me, uh, best heel is pretty tough, but I'm going to have to go with Brie Bella. And best baby face at the moment would have to be Mark Henry. He's just a complete badass. That's hard. Jericho obviously comes to mind. Okay, completely chicken shit heel. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like a pure sympathetic baby face comes to mind. I think at the moment. Austin? Kind of tough. Sting? Kind of tough. Sting. Yeah, it's probably Sting. Thing is, I've kept him so out of the title picture for like almost two years now. It's so good. <laughs> it's like Tommy Dreamer in the original ECW. Yeah. It's like he's the heart and soul, but he doesn't need to be in the main event. Like Yeah. Um all right. Matt Simon wants to know if you could draft oh, oh if you could draft one celebrity to your show, who would it be and why? Alright, uh, so I've I've altered this question because we just did a celebrity draft. One celebrity that has never had anything to do with wrestling that was ineligible for what we just drafted. So I've got a list here. Sylvester Stallone would be high on my list. I think he he was technically eligible because he inducted Hulk Hogan into the Hall of Fame. So I guess he I would have been taken eligible. That. Yeah, I should have taken him. No, no, no. I got a plan. You don't want uh, to change anyone. Nah. No, no, I've got a plan, got a plan. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Jordan, trust me, I looked long and hard to see if Michael Jordan has ever even been at a wrestling show. No. Uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> That's yeah, just the, random. Yeah, he's just really funny. I think it would be like a good, like, like shit heel manager or something like a pete rose to a cane yeah yeah good yeah. <laughs> like that uh woody harrelson like yeah. him as his zombie land like badass tallahassee dude like would be great uh for the ladies i would want madonna britney spears or paris hilton and nicole ritchie and that's your straight up like 
heel tag team, Hilton and Richie. And Aussie celebrities, Chopper Reed, uh, Australian cricket legend, Andrew Simons, Barry Hall, Eric Banner, Carly Minogue, and either Russell Coit or Kel Knight. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so hmm. I put a lot more thought into it. You're just finding out now, so... Celebrities. I'm just trying to think. Like, even going to the world of reality TV, you've got your people like... Oh, Rupert from Survivor. Who? Rupert from Survivor. Put him and Dude Love together in a tag team. How did they never do that? <laughs> Even just a backstage vignette. Like, they both wear tie-dye. They've got scra- scraggly hair and beards. Oh. Like, done. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's a good one. I would say Johnny Fairplay, but TNA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't I think of him for... Th- yeah. Huh. Oh, here comes all the celebrities now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Everyone's coming to mind. Vinnie Jones, I was considering drafting, but it's like I've already been to England and I don't really have that much to do with him. European champ, Vinnie Jones. <laughs> yeah, and then I have the same problem I have with Tyson. He's a good short-term champion, but he's not really going to yeah. show up every week. Um I'm just trying to think who else would be a good. That's why I dropped um, someone that famously dropped everything he was doing to show up at a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aussie celebrities, uh, Paul Finch comes to mind. All right. Um, star of uh, Fat Pizza, Houseos, Swift Shift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- that'd be good. Uh, who's the big dude that played Big Paulie in Fat Pizza? Uh, big. He had like a really big jacked up cousin in Fat Pizza. Nah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'll have uh, to think of it. I'm just trying to think Aussie TV now. Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. Fighting around the world. Eric Banner. I think you said him. Uh, who else is like big Aussie celebrities at the moment? Who would actually do this? Because you could say Margot Robbie and she'd go, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I almost drafted in the celebrity draft Hugh Jackman. He's done stuff before with WWE. Yeah, yeah, almost grabbed him. Um, you know who they should have? Elf from Home and Away. Yep, yep. Lame and heck. Um, yeah, I think that's all. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just going to list off sports people like Barry Hall's done some yeah. boxing. Paul Gallon from NRL's done some boxing. I would totally book Barry Hall versus Brock Lesnar. I would totally book the shit out of that. And who wins? Uh, 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 we'll call it a time limit draw. Okay. Um, 
All right, Tony Stop wants to know what surprised you both about each other's shows. Uh, I will say anytime Chris does a crazy out there angle, as I kind of perceive his show to be like the pure wrestling product out of the two shows, the Hall of Pain thing I did not see coming at all. Taz winning shocked me at the Rumble. Booker winning the Rumble in year one blew my mind. I like how that stands out to you the most, the Hall of Pain, because I also did the Immortal reveal on that show. I did the FBI debut on that show. (laughs) I know, I know. I think it was just because the Hall of Pain, like, compared to the other two, isn't really a thing that ever happened. Like, it kind of is. It kind of is to an extent with, like, Mark Henry and D'Lo being in the same stable, but that's about the only thing it has in common with anything that's ever happened before. Yeah. Uh, the Mortal stuff and the FBI stuff is great, but that I think you chose really well to close the show with that because if I was in your shoes, I would have been tossing up big time, like, do I close with the Mortal or do I close with the Hall of Pain? Like, that would have been a genuine drama for me trying to figure out which one to close up with. Yeah, I was going back and forth. Which one do I put sort of top of the first hour and which one do I put sort of closing the show? And it's like, this will be the big thing. And then Alex won't see the next thing coming and he'll think it's, uh, you know, Mark Henry's just coming out to say he's the next challenger. And bam! <laughs> that That was the thing. Like, because of the immortal thing happening... I just thought that was it. Like, that was, like, the last big surprise of the night sort of thing. Like, I thought that was the last of your new factions. I wasn't expecting anything else coming because we already saw Immortal. All right. What surprised you about uh, WCW? What's some shocking moments, I guess, would be a better question. Uh, All the moves around the NWA uh, NWA NWA, NWA. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes uh, Savage uh, sort of setting up his Savage posse coming back from Rap God and then sort of moving into NWO and then sort of uh, it then evolving into this ruthless aggression era people in people out setting up yeah. ministry I think was going to happen, setting up Crow Sting was going to happen, getting these new players like, hmm, I don't know if you've debuted. Oh, good. This could be your Val Venus moment where I'm like, have you even debuted Val yet? And you're like, yeah, he was just on the show, dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're part of uh, Sting's Crow's Nest, uh, which is not a full-time faction. It's just a faction out of necessity. Yeah, and I've got a lot of factions. I probably should cut back a little bit. Yeah. Raven's Flock. Raven's Flock. Uh, yeah. Um, I I think like yeah, my roster. I I know. Like, if you were to ask me, hey, where do you end with this person? Like, what's this person's end game? Even if it's, like, a real low on the totem pole. I know where everyone's going. Um, 
yeah, I think you'll be really into what happens by the end of year two. Um, Warren would like to ask uh, if you had have if you had to have your own character in the wrestling universe, what would your gimmick and ring entrance be? For so me? I, yeah, for you. Oh, um, I, I wrote <laughs> my response here was. I would be a wrestler that thinks wrestling is fake. And every match, I would try to get my opponent to cooperate with me, to try and help put me over, to put on a show for the fans. But I always end up just getting completely squashed. My entrance would be like the most over-the-top stereotypical wrestling entrance ever, like pyro, robes, boas, like sunglasses, bandanas, fanny packs, way too many poses. And I would never last them more than like a couple of minutes. I'll just completely get squashed every time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know about you, but I never had any like real th- thought that I would ever get into it anyway. No. I suppose I thought if I was ever going to try to do it, I'd be a manager and not a wrestler. Yeah, I always just wanted to be like a ring announcer or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a commentator. Not be a referee. <laughs> I don't know. I still think I'd seriously hurt myself doing that. Yeah. Um, David Diffie would like to know, what is one idea the other person had that you wish you first... Uh, came up with uh, the Valentine's Day massacre theme, like that whole uh, oh, thing I stole from su- Darwin. Yeah, the Super Triad st- series. I wish I saw it, and I wish I took it first. Uh, big time. Wish I took it first. Wish I did uh, a women's Queen of the Ring tournament. Not necessarily the King of the Ring. I wish I did that. The Queen of the Ring. Um, yeah, there's been a few things. Um, I like your TV, your Lucky Seven. That's something I wish I had with the uh, title defences and that. And saying, yeah, going, easily oh, could. Do I do it? Do I not do it? And uh, sort of looking long term, which title do I sort of turn into a TV title? And uh, maybe. Yeah, you could. Yeah. All righty. Um, just two more. Uh, Roger Parkin would like to know, what are some of your biggest booking regrets from the past 12 fantasy months? Uh, what are things you thought would get over but kind of fell flat so you decided to change course? All right, I got a bit of a long-winded answer, but I regret doing Goldberg versus Austin in month 11. That could have been saved for Starcade Year 2. Until yep. recent twists, I was legitimately stuck coming up with an opponent for Austin for Starcade. I should have saved Austin versus Goldberg. Wouldn't have been in that pickle if I didn't use Goldberg versus Austin on a B-show to build up last year's Starcade. Um, I regret how rushed Bloodsport was. I probably should have spent a bit more time. Um, 
it wasn't as good as it could have been. I look forward to making up for that in year three. Also, regret rushing the breakup of Too Thick. I genuinely thought Rikishi going heel would get over, but it's kind of flat, to be honest. There's not much legs behind it. But absolutely, uh, yeah, it's just not, it just didn't work. Uh, the Kung Fuji thing was fun, but I had to change course because I literally had nothing left for Rikishi to do. Yeah. Sabu was also going to get a big push in the first six months of year two, but after talking to a couple of listeners, like, like four of them, they were like, oh. Sabu, the guy that botches all the time, why are you putting him in there with Austin? He doesn't botch all the time. Like, they, like, only know him from slipping on chairs and and not breaking tables correctly on Botchamania, I guess. But I was like, okay, I'll pivot. Uh, All I'm going to say is there might have been a Sabu title run in the works at one point. And, but in in hindsight, I should have swapped roles with RVD and Sabu. I should have had RVD be the surprise at the end of month one to challenge for Austin's title at month two and had Sabu be the surprise debut on month two and beat HBK. That's what I should have done the other way around. Um. So, do you have any big booking regrets from the past 12 months? I think, in hindsight, still having Brett be first IC champ and then sort of uh, split it around, being a dual champion was never going to work well. And I think once I booked myself into that corner, along with losing Sean and trying to make up ground, on a lot of the second half of the year, it was just sort of duct taping together a lot of shows. I had a feeling you would say that, actually, because I was like, oh, double champ, that's a tough thing to book. All right, last question here. Ben Gartside would like to know, has there ever been any situations where you've had to call something on the fly or you have changed plans as you were reading them? Have you had any unscripted moments with your shows? Um, all right. The segment where Scott Steiner's sleeping on a recliner watching Raw was something I thought about for a couple of months. Uh, this is, just happened on the most recent episode, but I never actually scripted it out. I was just, like, making that up off the top of my head. Like, I thought about it for ages, but, yeah, that wasn't a scripted thing. Um, there have been a few lines in promos that have just been me coming up with shit on the fly. There's also been a few hardcore title changes that were called on the fly, most notably Eddie Guerrero running down and pinning Papa Shango for the title at Starcade. That was meant to happen in a backstage segment later, but it just kind of made sense for him to do it right then and there whilst Papa Shango was laid out. And those sort of things are why I got rid of the 24-7 rule because, yeah, like, I couldn't ever have my hardcore champion laid out or else, like, it would just be stupid if he was laid out and didn't lose the title. Because, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, the that was the main reason I got rid of that. Uh, there were a few flip flops with the hardcore title with uh, Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, and Randy Savage. Like they swapped the title back and forth heaps. And there was a few of those that I had to make happen on the fly because it just made sense. How about yourself? Any unscripted moments? Um, a few bits and pieces here on Raw and like uh, undercard matches might be so-and-so beats local team and then I go, uh, who's not doing anything at the moment? Uh, head cheese, uh, chronic, uh, American males. So somebody there's been, there's been a few the times... Pole. There's been a few times where I've accidentally left someone in my script that I'd released the month before. So it's been like, you can kind of hear it in my voice in some episodes where it's like, uh, so-and-so beats local talent in a match. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens all the time. Um, the Russo time I got was mostly bullet points. <laughs> Oh, shit. So it's like, so and so and so and so and a match comes out, says open to all challenges. First person yeah. runs down, ref starts, such and such. Anoki comes in through the crowd. Anoki wins. So it's like, yeah, like six bullet points for that. And the El Snow ones are just like one bullet point. <laughs> What's El Snow <laughs> need to say? Bang. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which has been a lot of fun. All right, did you want to do twist or shake up? What do you uh, want to be the main event? Are the shake up names taken out of the twist pool? Yeah. Uh, then let's do. Let's let's do the twist. Fuck it. Have them immune, so then it's potluck. Which which one they go to? Yeah. <laughs> They're not affected by the twist, but it's still potluck where they're going. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. The fuck's my twist tub? Alrighty. Let me just double check who's going first today. Uh, you're going first. Okay. Alright. As per something the fantasy book with uh, talk is fantasy tradition, we are doing three. All right, this has never been pulled before, but this is a shoot card. There has to be one moment of something getting incredibly real on your show. Whether on TV, pay-per-view, a shoot promo, a shoot fight, whatever. Whatever you perceive a shoot to be. And is it a shoot if you get told you have to do a shoot? It's probably not a shoot. That probably makes it a work. But the fact that it's a work, does that make it a shoot? Oh, good God. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, i got a couple of ideas there, what I can do, depending on what happens with this... Uh... This shake-up? Yeah. I suppose before we do the shake-up, we've got a couple more twists to draw each. Yep. i got a gimmick match. i got... Can oh, you see that? yes. That is Feast or Fired. 
And there's a special twist to the Feast of Fire one. According to the twist rule book. When when someone seventeen. <laughs> when someone gets fired in a feast or fired match, they have to legitimately get fired. Get released. <laughs> yeah. You'll you get a draw a free agent, but yeah. How long oh. do you have to use it? I've got two months to use it. Um I will try to squeeze it in as soon as possible. My goodness. Okay, okay. Extra twist next oh, month. I love that one. Yeah, I you. See. I'll never get that. Oh, just dropped my phone. Good thing you got the extended warranty. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, oh my god. Give me twist top. Give me something bad so I can use my block card already. All right. Your last one. You haven't gotten a gimmick match in a while, have you? Uh, no. This I'm kind of devo that I didn't get this because I got Ragnarok coming up. Oh, boy. You can just do that on the TV. (laughs) How long do I have to use it? Two months. Two months for the gimmick matches. Right, last twist. Oh boy. This has never been drawn out before. It's a nine month injury. Oh. All right, I'm going to draw out who it is, and then we're going to decide if, my God, why did I tempt the twist tub gods? So what are we? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. So that'd take them out until April of year three. What the fuck, dude? Oh my god. That face, that's not going to be good. Oh god. <laughs> I'm assuming that's going to be a straight up block. That's a block. So you uh, might as well say who it was. Uh, I just drew out a nine month injury for The Undertaker. <laughs> that's a straight up block. I'll just make, oh my goodness. Oh, that could have been so bad. If that um, happened a month later, my block's expired. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only one that blocks don't work for is the wellness, so that is a very good save. That is so lucky. 
Speaking of uh, expiring twists, what twists do we have still that are yet to be redeemed or used? Or uh, you've got two. Okay. I believe you, you've got a. You've got a. Um, what is it? A pick your own twist. And you've got a block card, I believe. Did you find out when my block card expires? Yeah, like May next year. Okay. May year three. Yeah, you just you just got it, man. What you about got it in May of this year? Didn't I get it? That doesn't work for me. Yeah, that lasts a year, so that's June next year. And your handpick a twist is January next year. Next fantasy year, shall I say. All right. Yourself, do you still have any? No, that's it. I'm hanging on to that for a while. Um, it was the longest time I was regretting not using my block card when Bradshaw retired. Uh, I now when, don't. I now don't regret it. To be honest. When was it? Doesn't work. June next year. Yeah. Alrighty, shake up time. Okay. Um. According to this, you went first for that twist, so. Do we reverse it again, or do you want to go first? Um, I'll go first again, and next next time you can go first on something to fantasy. Fantasy yeah. is fruity. Yeah. All righty. May the gods be with you, my man. I will not say who these people are. But I will make comments about them if it's interesting or not. Hang on a second. I will say there has not been a change yet. No one has swapped brands. Ah, first brand swap. Second brand swap. That's a good one, actually. used that person way too quickly that was my problem um hang on a second i should probably write these down that's right i'm taking note yeah. you've had two two and you've had one yep Oh, yeah, that dude. 
All righty. My second will be staying in WCW. All righty. And going to WW. Oh, man. Now I'll work it out. There'll be someone on your roster happy about that. Maybe. Alrighty. You know, when you hold up a word and you can hear it just from holding it up. <laughs> um, so, looking at WCW's pickups thus far, WCW has one new quote-unquote person to their roster and two keepers. And the... I guess WWF has three new people to their roster. Two. Well, two new people. Oh, two new people. Yeah. Oh, no, I say, what? Well, yeah, three. No. All righty. Make that another new person. And I regret putting him in that tub. That was a dumb idea because that's opened you up so creatively. Oh, man. The person you could put him with, too. Or her. <laughs> Must say. Alrighty. Oh, baby. Finally got someone completely new. I got the someone that I really, really wanted. To the point that I offered you a trade for him last month. Yeah, I know. Alrighty. Going to the WWF. Kind of hear that one too when I say that. I'll show you that. Alrighty. Oh, baby. So that's the first tag team drafted. Oh, yep. Or shaken up, shall we say? And that's someone also that I was roughing for when I saw that get thrown up. I would have been happy to uh, to keep him, but <laughs> yeah, it was like I've done a lot with him. I can I have a few people like that too. 
yeah, I can either slide them down the card or I can uh, do something. Yeah. So it made it a bit easier putting them up for uh, shake up than some yeah. some of the others. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready to see your next one? Yeah. The keeper. Ooh. The keeper humans. The keeper. The zookeeper. Hmm. It's a keeper, humans. It's a keeper. Ooh. Alrighty, now that was a that was one I kind of didn't want to lose. Well, another tag team has been drawn. Okay, I figured I was getting them. Why is that? Luck of the draw. <laughs> Alrighty. That's huge. Oh, the pairing you could do straight away. I mean, as soon as you told me that person was available, I already have a Starcade match ready. I would hope so. I mean, it's so easy. Uh, one, two, three, Ooh. four, five, six, seven, number eight. Ooh. Bodies are bodies, I guess. Um, hang on a sec. <laughs> uh, can you quickly type out the last... Because uh, I've got six written down for WCW and six for WWF. So can you write seven and eight or however many for each one? Yeah, give me one second. Should be coming through on your... Messenger in a moment. Yeah, a couple of interesting swaps. I mean, this really freshens up both rosters, to be honest, so far. Hmm. Uh, I'm still waiting on that message. Yeah, <laughs> it's just loading, sorry. No, that's all good. He's a maniac, maniac on the floor. He's dancing like he's never danced before. It says on my end it's sent, so it should be sending. Yeah. Mm. 
on next. Yes. Huh. Well, that solved one of those problems for you. Yeah. It's kind of annoying because I kind of moved on, but that's okay. I'm a creative boy. Creative boy. Okay, so that's another tag team. Going to WWF. Yep. Yep. Uh... Next one. I now regret my celebrity pick. <laughs> but that is very different. Hmm. All righty. Oh, man. I shouldn't have put these guys up. Okay. Alrighty. So, so, who does... That's just one left, isn't it? By my count, yeah. So that leaves... So that's no other choice. Man, the uh, bio, the biological rivalries I could do here. Just double checking. Uh, uh, um, yes, yes. Uh, So as I'm just uh, double checking here, Alex is tallying up. Yep. Uh, I'm out of people, so I'm out of people in that tub. That tub is completely empty now. So I'm pretty sure it should be fine. Are you happy with what you got? I'm pretty happy. How about yourself? Um, yeah. Yeah, fairly happy. Like, you got some young, fresh faces in there. Like, a lot of people... Oh, you got a few people from the new, more recent draft. Um... There's a couple you might struggle with, I think. And there's a couple I might struggle with, too, on my end. Um, yeah, that all on. checks out. I've just double-checked. Weird seeing how many have changed and how many stayed. All right, humans, I'll give you the spoiler. Seven changes. 
Is that all? Seven changes on each roster. Oh, each. Yes, so we each had ten picks, and three people stayed, seven people changed on each thing. Um, I just lost a lot of tag teams, by the way. My tag division took a hit. One... Oh, I'm open to a trade. I'm going to have to think about it. But do you want to know what your surprise is for this episode to finish things off? I get a week off? Sure. Oh, no. Ooh, shiny. Come on, Jigolo Jimmy Del Rey. No? Oh, you fucker. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Del Rey. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm really interested. Uh, by the way, <sighs> I, I just realised I didn't say what we're doing out loud. We're each just getting one little dip at the free agency here. Just as a reward for the fun times. Another six <laughs> months completed. Yeah. Alrighty. So what I will do is I'll just include this as number 11 of the shake-up in my notes. Okay. And WCW gets (sighs) What am I going to do with this fucker? I already know. I know too. Oh, oh my god, I got the perfect match coming up actually. Uh okay. Any trades on the table? Uh I am open for business if you have any ideas. Okay, let's see as I look over the so the twists uh I got to do a shoot. I got an extra twist next month, and I've got a reverse battle royale to do within two months as well. I've got now that doesn't work for me in my pocket. A block card until May of year three, and a pick your own twist until January of year three. Uh, yeah. Alex has got a feast or five, which he has two months to do. Now that doesn't work for me, brother, which he has a year to do. <laughs> so if I do it, that doesn't work for me. He can do it, that doesn't work for me. I should return. You know what I was hoping? Hmm. I was hoping at some point you would draw out a jump ship card and then you would and then you would pull out your block card yeah. and then I would block your block card. <laughs> but then you would use your pick your own twist card to block my block card which blocked your block card. Yeah, I was, I was hoping thinking... for block again. <laughs> I'm, I, I might ask you just to send through the list of um twists just go, so I can have a think about it. Uh, pick yeah, your own twist because I got less than six months to do it. Yeah, I think this might be a good point to uh sign off. Uh, 
Do you no know trains. what you... At least none publicly yet. Ooh. Do you have uh, at least the pay-per-view title for next month? Because next month we are going to... Ooh, speaking of going to Japan, should I tell the humans what the next draft pool is going to be? It's going to be a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, how many picks do you want to do for that? Oh, probably... 10 and maybe a few women and maybe a couple of tags because we do have pretty big rosters now yeah that's what i was thinking like like i was thinking maybe like even less than 10 maybe like six or seven singles yeah that sounds good so Um, we are going to do big in japan year three draft so that's the year three draft. I gotta wait that long to get denied Vader, huh? <laughs> it's only six months away. Um, Besides, you, you know, you always go first in the draft because I do the draft pool. You can go first next time. You can go first. No, because I like doing the draft pool and then going, oh, here's the draft pool, <laughs> like on two hours' notice. No joke. Um, yeah, this was fun. Uh, I promised not to do another four-hour episode, but here we are. Um, four and a half hours. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, so without further ado, thank you for listening to Talk is Fantasy with Chris Thunder and myself. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at Wrestle Ozstar with an AUS on Instagram, Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ozstar. And you can find Chris at? at I am Chris Thunder as well. You can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstar archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Rap Wednesday on YouTube, or using the RSS feed found in the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Booking, talking, fantasy. Hey, Chris. Talking, fantasy, booking.
talking. Talk is real.